Welcome to Mindwave. This is Jenner, and today we are kicking off our Human Nature series. Long time coming. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. You've gotten a few little spoilers uh, with returning guest and friend of the show, Boone Hem. Boone, welcome back. Hi, everyone. And joining us today to cock o- crack open this cosmic nut is somebody very cool from the Daily Discussion universe, Mario Estrada. Mario, thank you for coming on Mindwave. Hello, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. So uh, I <laughs> I had a drunk moment. I was watching uh, your conversation with Connor and you were talking about Drag Queen Storytime, which is there, there's a very nuanced uh, argument to be had there. It's not. It's very much not black and white. Um, and I, I could tell that you like, you were like, you had the, like the filters on the reins. I was like, Oh, if you want to take those off, bitch, come over to my show and <laughs> we will rip them all the way off. Uh, <laughs> human nature is going to be fantastic. In this series, we are going to unpack just what it is like navigating the waters of the 21st century within, you know, across the spectra of human sexuality and gender expression, because it's a complicated, nuanced, fucked up mess and uh, conversation is how we how we improve that domain. So I guess just unpack kind of who you are and uh, explain to the listener why I was like, get on my show. <laughs> sure. Um, my name is Mario. I, I'm a gay Hispanic man. I'm a child of immigrants. My parents came from Mexico. They are devout Catholics. Um, as a gay man, I was kicked out of my house. Um, I did join the LGBT culture, you can say, when I was like 19, 20. I ran home at like 21, 22, like freaked out going, this is not for me. I reset. I'd already had a job. I'd been living on my own. I left again at 23. I started, I guess you could say I reset my adult life and I started my adult life as a, as a conservative. And I said, you know, I want to find somebody who's, you know, matches my ideas you know, understands my experiences. And I did. And I've been together with this person for now 16 years, this uh, March 23rd. And having been part of the LGBT culture in my youth, and then again, trying to find friends when my husband and I moved into our new community, we tried to reach out to the gay community in our area, tried to intermingle and talk to the to drag queens, become friends with people at the bar, you know, try to find a new group of people and when we found a couple of these people we you know uh, developed our thoughts our feelings and our ideas and we saw what drag culture was i mean you always experience it from the from the non-performance side from the audience side we actually did it from the other side where we actually performed with a drag queen who had a different idea of drag uh, and she wanted to bring it more mainstream. She wanted to take it out of the bars and the clubs. And I explained to her, if you're going to do something like that, you need to clean it up. You can't be doing your nasty, twerky stuff. And she's like, oh, no, I totally understand. And she did. She did more Britney stuff. She did more character impersonation as her drag persona. And she even got a, a, a gig at a theater, a local theater, where she would sell tickets. She had an audience. You know, they. it was it was a show. It wasn't a bar show anymore. So I understand that little subtle nuance. And then I was also a child performer. I was 17, 18, um, even I think it was 16 too. Um, my brother wanted to have a band. 
So my parents, you know, gave him a guitar. He played music. He was actually very talented. He still is very talented. Um, and so they put the rest of us on instruments like freaking Selena. And before you know it, I'm on stage shaking it for, for, for the audience. And I understand, I have to be taught and my parents explained to me, hey, you know, if you're going to be doing this performance at this church, you can't be singing these songs. You you were going to be doing this performance here for the city. You can do a little bit more over here. So I understand the idea from both sides, the audience side and the performer side. So that plus my own experiences, like I said, with the LGBT culture, create a unique voice. That is the understatement of the century. <laughs> I mean, gay conservative is just like there. There's like a hand, like finding one of you guys in the real world is like finding a fucking unicorn. I'm a gay independent who's who's more of a classic liberal. Okay, uh, but I hold a lot of a lot of concern. I have a lot of conservative values. I I try not to ascribe to any one particular team, but it it kind of puts me in that same category. If you're like, you're not supposed to like, you're not one of us. You don't. Why don't you have our pitchfork? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this is inevitably going to go into the outrage machine. I I feel like this is probably going to be a, a little bit of a mashup, <laughs> outrage machine, human nature kind of thing, because that's usually where these conversations tend to go. Um, because things tend to break down really, really, really quickly. Um, if people aren't going into it openly and honestly, and really willing to talk about, you know, see each other as individuals and see the problems for what they actually are instead of this kind of abstract tribal warfare game of risk that we play in our heads, um, that totally does not reflect how people actually relate to each other and interact. Um, so th- this is a big part of why Mindwave is here is to try and start these conversations, especially the fucking super difficult ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and having having a lot of unique perspectives and unique voices is like 100% the thing because like, again, it's about shattering the expectation. It's about, it's like, oh, somebody like that exists. Oh, and they're not a Nazi. <laughs> like, what? And they're not a lunatic. <laughs> you know, because that's a lunatic. Because yeah. there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, I've seen conservative voices and some conservative voices, when they really get into it, you just look at them and you're like, wow, you're just as bad as the right or the left. You guys, you know, because yeah. and, and that's, that's, I think is really going to be the most important thing is finding these rational voices who can articulate their thoughts and ideas in a calm and respectful manner. Yes. There, well, there are, there are plenty of those. They just get drowned out mm-hmm. by the noise, <laughs> by the very loud idiots. Uh, and this yeah, is my yeah. humble yeah. my humble attempt to fix that <laughs> fucked up paradigm because like <laughs> voices like ours should be louder. People should be taking a couple hours, you know, to take in a nuanced, complicated issue rather than just like five seconds read the headline. I'm triggered. Which side am I on? Uh, which where's yeah. where's the guillotine? Uh, that's so much of like how everybody operates now. And mm-hmm. the alphabet soup. <laughs> Let's call like, it. are you guys? I like how you guys say alphabet soup. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I call it. I call it Church of Stonewall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah. it's a jumble. It's a jumbled mess, man. And it's 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 fracturing. It's there's a lot of division now, and it's it's coming with this kind of rise of identity politics thing, and the rise of you know the complex the complexities of. <laughs> you know, experimenting with gender, because uh, as you said off air, like sexuality is kind of fluid, but gender is kind of fluid as well. So it creates all these new social problems we've never, ever seen before. And we don't know how to 
deal with them or even talk about them because every time we try, <laughs> we get the mob. So it, this is, it, it feels like just really important shit that needs to happen. So I'm, I'm glad to have you guys in, in this little space in my Lego dog head to try and help me get through some of this. You were going to say something, Boone? No, it's just like, I was, you know, like I, I think Mario, he, uh, he talked about uh, one of his friends who was hurt. I remember you, oh, remember yeah. Mario, you were talking about my friend, Gabriel? my friend, um, yeah. Well, Gabriel. Yeah. There was a drag queen yeah. here in Los Angeles who got run over like in yeah. drag. They were in face yeah. and some dude in his yeah. truck ran him over. And it's because yeah. these people aren't having these conversations. And I, I mean, I'm going to take, I can take it all the way back. And I usually do whenever something terrible happens where someone acts out on their impulses. And that's really what it is. They're acting out on an impulse. They hate mm -hmm. drag so much that they're just going to run them over. Um, when you act out on an impulse like that, I look at that as a reflection on how you were raised because people mm -hmm. who were raised, I don't want to say right or it's more correctly, they learn to check themselves and check their emotion. And yes, I'll fantasize mm -hmm. about doing some horrible, awful things to that lady who's being homophobic. But you know what? I'll wait and I'll walk away and I'll go talk to my friend and tell him all the things that I wanted to do, but I didn't do because I have that self-control mm -hmm. and i really think that it's all that self-control comes from the parents that's a hundred percent and it's it's pretty much where i think when i did a the episode called the art of listening and, and i talked about what mario talked about and it's it's misinformation and this is where where i go against my conservative friends my right-wing friends and i said you know i understand about drag and, and things like that homosexuals but the people who are the loudest, just like you guys were talking about, the, the alphabet soup, SJWs, they're the one, it's making it worse for people like you guys, the irrational people. And they, they're putting up themselves in this position to speak for you guys. And that's that's what I find, find offending because um, yeah. you guys are individuals. You guys have your own values, your own beliefs. Why, do you, why, why does your sexuality or, or things like that determines who you are and your ideas? That doesn't even you know, come to it. And, and, and every time I bring this up, the gropers and, and, and it's, they always come and say that, you know, gays can't be, cannot be conservatives because the fact it's, it's a sinful act. And I'm like, you know, guys show me where in the Bible guys and, and kind of justify that and they can never do so. And, um, this is where we need to have this conversation and, and they refuse on the right mm -hmm. and they act just like people on the left. They're the same thing. It's they're they're stuck in their own echo chambers to the point where they just don't want to have a conversation either. And it's just like um it's it's not necessarily the battle of ideas anymore. It's the battle of tribes. The right and mm -hmm. the left. It, the far right and left going at each yeah, other. Yeah, we're all stuck in the middle. And, and, so we're, and the we're person stuck, you like not we're stuck Gabriel, in the, middle the other of person it. I spoke to I spoke about and you mentioned her on your show too, Boone, was Lady Maga. Lady Maga was out there picking up trash with Scott Pressler, yep. who was another gay conservative, and mm -hmm. he's doing something good. He's actually going out from city to city picking up trash. He was just mm -hmm. in Nashville picking up the wreck from the tornado. And when he was in San Francisco and they were picking up trash needles and human feces yeah some antifa decides to knock lady maga's hat off of her head well i mean i i use her because that's the character that she uses but his name is ryan and it, you know anyways it's all in how you you know you're mm -hmm. talking about a person mm -hmm. um so she's over there cleaning the trash yeah. and some antifa dude knocks his hat you know ryan chases him down you know the guy trips he grabs his hat and the guy turns around and punches him in the stomach and he thinks that it's okay. And then poor Ryan is over there going, 
I want to press charges. I have it on film. And the, the, the DA who Chesa Boudin from San Francisco, he doesn't, he's not going to press charges. He's not going to do anything about it. And so Ryan has literally been punched by Antifa and no one's going to do anything about it. It's like, they don't, it's not that they don't care. It's that because Lady Maga isn't Mm -mm. of the right political leaning they're not going to defend her they're going to defend antifa and because they think that they're on their perceived high horse and they're the ones who are have the moral high ground they're going to defend antifa and they're going to sweep it under the rug and poor ryan is over here going i have evidence i have evidence and no one's going to do anything but until someone like lady manga or me gets punched in the stomach and i beat the shit out of them because i'm i'm the oldest of four boys you know, I, I will scrap. I'm not afraid. And that's the thing yeah. about my husband. My husband knows yeah. that I will scrap. And so that's that's why he likes to go to these rallies with me. Because he's like, yeah. I'm going to keep you from fighting because you will beat a motherfucker down. You know? <laughs> and I and I believe you. And, you know, and, and, and I want to bring this up. And I'm pretty sure uh, Mario knows who I'm talking about. So um, I want to talk a little bit about Alyssa Bang. So Alyssa Bang is a, uh, a conservative oh. activist from Portland, Oregon. Uh, she used to be a former Antifa member. And she's a trans mm-hmm. woman. Uh, about a couple of days ago, her car got damaged by Antifa. So these people, Antifa, they they fight behind this idea that to protect transsexuals and, and, and gays and stuff like that. But you guys think it's okay to attack Lady Maga? You guys think it's okay to attack Blair White, who got attacked and her and and she's bled. She got you know drinks th- thrown at her, and then you know Mario gets attacked, you know, in slurs and things like that. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, and and Andy, no, he's gay. Yeah. He's a man of color. Like, what? Are, what's your message? Until it, it one is of a... us beats the shit out of him, they're not <laughs> going to do anything about it. Yeah, it is a whole f- false sense of, um, you know, moral righteousness. Right. And you you had invoked Stonewall Mario, which is like Stonewall UK. Now the group is totally just cancer ridden with this kind of ideology, this kind of toxic, divisive crap that the alphabet soup is doing to itself that i i have to stand up and and call it out because it's not fucking okay okay because we have people who are claiming holy you know moral righteousness no you're 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 a bad person so i have the right to use violence against you i'm sorry no the fuck you don't bitch sit down you don't have the right to use violence against anybody ever and this is where this is where i i can say that I, i put i put those my enemies if you will on different levels. There's three levels. There's the ones who are harmless. There's the ones who will harm me. And then there's the ones who will kill me. The ones who will kill me are the ones that we're Mm -hmm. importing. Those are the ones I most fear because they have no problem acting out in physical violence. Because as is seen in, you know, litigation after litigation, when they throw acid on someone, when they stab somebody, when they beat up their neighbor, they pretend to not understand the culture, they don't understand the language, they're ruled mentally incompetent, and they walk free. This has happened time and again. You can you can mm-hmm. look it up. I've done I've researched several articles on this. Right. The other ones is the Antifa who will punch you and do what vandalize your car and they are not afraid because we they know that the legal system is going to defend them. But they now, you also have mm-hmm. the yeah. other ones who I'm not afraid of, which are like the Groypers, because they won't throw down. They'll run their mouths, and they talk about sin and levels. But when you challenge them on that idea that – because they'll tell me, oh, you don't have a pin opinion because you're a sodomite. And I'll look at them, and I'll say, you tell me you have never had sex outside of outside of wedlock. You tell me you've never touched the skin of a pig. You tell me you've never done a lot of these things. I'm telling you that it's more sinful to be debaucherous 
than it is to lay in a committed relationship with another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, y'all's y'all y'all's uh, d- do not commit adultery. That shit's in the Ten Commandments. Okay, it said it said maybe don't be gay in like some weird parts of the book that were like don't eat fish, don't mix fabrics. You know, it's just like come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> I just but no, it totally that. is that. I really um, I'm sorry. The, I just uh, I just think it's it's, it's it's it really bothers me. It makes me because you know I I, I in my culture we accept mm-hmm. trans and gays right. and stuff like that. Why? It's because they're human. They have feelings, dude. And I go, it doesn't really matter what position they hold. And, and I grew up with that. My mom always taught me, you know, to be a good Buddhist is to love every hum- human being, regardless of who they are. And so that's pretty much how I live. I live my life just like a typical liberal would, right? You know, it's, it's, I, 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 I understand that people have difference of opinions, but when you put too much emphasis on your identity, that's pretty much all you have. And it then you won't think. You just hold your identity. That's pretty much what the, the left, current day left is using. They're using their identity or victim status to earn victim hierarchy points, right? And so yes. it's... And it's, it's, not, in, it's infiltrating institutions. It's infiltrating academia. It's inf- infiltrating our legal system. I, because yeah. the thing yeah. I was reminded of is the Antifa shit in Portland where we have protesters uh, blocking traffic and screaming at people and just like the cops are standing there and like, well, we can't do anything because they're the good guys. And I'm going, no, the fuck they're not. (laughs) They're not peaceably assembling on the side to peacefully protest. They're, you know, these are violent fucking radicals, most of them, who if they're pushed, you know, to the fucking limits. Yeah, and it's I mean, not just them. It's it's pervasive, that especially within within the um, trans activism in the UK. One of the most awful fucking things I've ever seen was um, just it was a lesbian group that was just getting together to be like, hey, you know, like lesbian, this is for us. You can't you can't bring your weird uh, Antifa, weird pony porn, four chan version of you know what whatever that is you're doing like that this is just like this is we're lesbians <laughs> that's all yeah. they were doing yeah and these people are literally they literally beat a little old lady to the ground she was like 64 or 65 or something they wow. beat her to the fucking ground um and they're going around with camera and they feel so righteous while, while they're doing this they're like oh we got him we got those nazis i'm like you just pushed a little old lady to the fucking ground you monster what's wrong with you yeah they feel so righteous. Well, because they feel they have the moral high ground. Yeah, they totally do not. And you know what? We are. We've been. Uh, we said earlier that we're in the middle of this. We're not in the middle of this. We we are above this, mm-hmm. looking down. And the thing, the thing that it's going to take to start to solve some of these problems is just a fucking mirror. Mm-hmm. It's like no. Look at what you're actually saying. Look at what you're doing. And it's it's. it's I've invoked this metaphor many times now. We're building a fucking giant mirror in space that's going to get to the earth to look at itself. We're going to get these people to see what the fuck they're they're doing because they don't know. They don't get it, I guess. That's one of the things I love to say. I love to tell people that. I'm like, I love holding up that mirror to you and go, look, look at what you're saying. Look, and I, one of my favorite things when I'm commenting online and through social media and stuff is when someone tells me something, you know, gays can't be conservative and they run, run their mouth. I literally take their words and I, I copy them word for word and I replace the things mm-hmm. that are that, that 
if they say you're not conservative, I'll say, well, you're not this. And, you know, and so I switch it, but I'm literally using their exact same statement against them. And I'm, I basically held up the mirror and they lose it. They lose their, their yeah, mind. They absolutely lose their fucking shit. <laughs> this, this, uh, comes up this just recently, one of these, God, was it Google or something? They were like, okay. Um, or what was it that we're no longer going to publicly trade, um, or, or give new, uh, licenses to corporations or something. If they're right. bored, doesn't have if if their That's board minority. isn't diverse that whole diverse. thing yeah uh if they don't have people of color and uh, lgbt individuals on their on their board member which sounds very woke if you're like oh yeah obviously we want our our businesses to be representative but if you frame that as okay so they're discriminating against people based on ethnicity and sexual orientation right. which is what that fucking is right like uh-huh. It, it that is a mirror that you need to see what the fuck you're actually saying. You guys know here. that majority of the people that's that that are putting forth these ideas and stuff are white. Did you guys notice that? I do. Like I do. left. I mean, even when I when I got into I don't see color. When I got into <laughs> university, the white guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, don't you dare, Jenner. Don't you when dare. I got into, into the university, I got into Loyola Marymount <laughs> University, which is a very prestigious university on the West Coast. Um, my mom was yeah. like, was like, um, my mom explained to me what affirmative action was, and I was, and then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, well, that's a shitty way to get into the university. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I, just because I'm Hispanic, mm-hmm. they they it's institutionalized they racism. Gave me the, the mm-hmm. spot, like, they didn't care that I was, you know, a CIF swimmer. They didn't care. Maybe they did. You know, I don't know. I think, you know, but when my mom explained mm-hmm. to me like, oh, there's affirmative action, you might get in. And I was like, what? And she explained it to me, I was like, this is not okay. I want to be, I want to be accepted mm-hmm. based on the content and what I actually produce on the fact that I'm a CIF character or a swimmer on the fact that I do perform on the weekends with my brothers in a band on the fact that I do have above a 3.5 GPA, like not just the fact that I'm Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, you want to be judged by the content of your character and not by the color of your skin. Why are we still having this fucking conversation <laughs> decades later? It drives me fucking crazy. It is institutionalized racism, mm-hmm. which the left is all too willing to to bring, to invoke if they're talking about police brutality or this and that. They're like, this is institutionalized racism. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, so is the shit that's happening on college campuses. This is the, So is the affirmative action shit. So is this like the corporate, you know, corporate hierarchical structure, you know, it's the same fucking thing if you're playing the same game on your, on your side. So I guess it takes somebody in the middle or above right. it to go like, well, knock that shit off. It's very hard to take you seriously um, when you keep playing those games, when even when you just continue to invoke like, oh, people of color, this people of color, that I'm like, you're doing, you're using different, uh, a different tactic but you're saying colored people colored people think this colored people think Mm -hmm. that and i'm like what are you doing (laughs) what are you why don't you see how how problematic this is so much of it is just like people don't realize what the fuck they're actually saying Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm so happy to like have the freedom and the uh i don't give a fuck to be able to hold up that mirror because these people need a goddamn reality check like 10 fucking years ago (laughs) 
That's what that that's pretty much I mean, the affirmative action, it pretty much discriminate people like me. I mean, um, Cambodians, we have the lowest, um, you know, college graduate, right. but you don't see me going racism against Cambodians. No, we right. actually came in the country pretty late, you know, in, in the 80s. We, you know, the refugees during the war, that's pretty much the time that we came in. Um, I, we never really thought about that. You know, we didn't we don't determine our success based on college education, yeah. I guess. And Cambodians been, are doing really well. Um, with themselves and so me i'm bad at math i don't know how to read and it's just like <laughs> you know affirmative actions right. probably would help me but i will feel horrible cheated. asian you're a horrible asian boon <laughs> why can't you do math <laughs> two plus one <laughs> you know and i and i when i talk about things i like to talk about things in terms of culture right because culture is ultimately Definitely. what creates and defines us you know i grew up in a conservative hispanic culture my my parents are like i said are, are catholic they but they were also pretty accepting my mom was like i said a jf my mom was a jfk democrat and my dad doesn't vote he's still got a green card but my dad was really big on explaining to me who che Guevara was and mm-hmm. telling me that that's not a person you want to be idolizing and you don't want to be wearing his t-shirts i said okay cool i get that but then he with the same breath he'll tell me that fuck israel and reagan sucks and republicans are all brainwashed and I'm going, huh? So I grew up listening to two Democrats telling me that it's okay to love who you love, blah, 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 blah. But then when I came out, I was physically beaten. I was locked up. And I literally mean locked up. My parents locked me in the house when they left. They took me out of, out of school and they mm-hmm. took away the phone. They took away the computer because they figured that the outside world was what made me gay. Mm-hmm. So... I ran away at like, what, 19? Yeah, 19 with $35 in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I got on a train and I headed back to LA and I had a friend pick me up. We, I stayed with a friend for a little while. I got a job. I found my life. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go party. I'm going to do my thing. I'm an adult. And when I boomeranged back, I made sure that I put down the, the, the boundaries and i said hey you can't tell me how to live my life i'm here really just to reset i appreciate the, you know that you guys gave me the space but you guys need to understand that you have no control over my life anymore mm-hmm. so but mm-hmm. it, that's i mean yeah that's that's really where i came from and that's why i understand where you know love who you love i don't care like that's not gonna affect me you know, if you're if you're a tranny chaser, that was always the original message. Yeah, yeah it was like be by right. yourself, show your true colors. I don't know why, I don't know why, uh, how we got from that to pick a color, you right. fucking Nazi, pick right. a color and grab a grab a sword. We're going to war, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's not what the rainbow you know, you know is, you crazy is. bitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna play like a little devil's advocate a little bit. You know, I think it's the fact of all the, um, I've got her name. Oh. Kimberly Crenshaw. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She is the woman who came up with the theory of intersectionality. And she does not like liberalism at all. She said liberalism did not give us people of color, you know, the alphabet soup and things like that, the freedom that we are guaranteed in the Constitution. So she introduce intersectionality pretty much all you know if you're gay colored you're 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 climbing the hierarchy so jenner you're gay but you're white Mm -hmm. boom you're at the bottom still you know because of your skin color so absolutely absolutely if if a black lesbian is getting accosted in the hallway and i go to defend her some fucking woke libtard will be like you can't speak on race issues or excuse me i I think it's it's because of of, of Uh, anger of it's all all i see Right now, the, the the current day left is 
anger. And so they're acting out and they're using terms like, you know, imperialism, colonialism, and they're using all these terminologies for the justification for their violence against the right because they believe the right is the problem of their, their social issues. And I always tell these people that's not the right way to approach things. Because when you use violence, it's going to happen back. You're going to have a it's, – it's, it's a cause and effect. It's, if you mm-hmm. use your fist, the fist is going to come back, and it's going to come back harder. Yes, so, and, and you I know what the, the, the right? worst part of this is? The worst part of this is they are saying, no, we, we have the right to use violence against them because of their, because of their violent rhetoric, which they, they, don't, they don't see that. But they, they see the speech itself as violence. They see, um, and I've seen this before. I saw, I saw this in a town hall, for example, where there was a, a, a trans woman of color who had a very unique name that was not pronounced how you would think to pronounce it. Okay. It was like, it's pronounced loquacia or whatever. I don't, that sounded fucked up, but it was like one of those. It was like nobody in their right mind would know how to pronounce that. It was kind of like a drag queen name. Uh, like and, and, <laughs> I don't I don't even remember but the the moderator whoever was taking the questions was like our next question comes from so and so uh and she was like well yes I'm about to ask my question but first I have to correct you because you pronounced my name wrong and if you do that to a trans woman of color you're literally using violence against what? me for pronouncing so, your name like, wrong blah, 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 really like for These pronouncing your name wrong like what? <laughs> yeah no like it's literally they see they see that level of of in infraction upon their right to exist which is what like there which is where we should be able to draw a rational line mm-hmm. you and i keep invoking the uk because it's especially bad over there you can quote misgender somebody or dead name somebody on twitter and you will have cops at your door investigating a hate crime why did you say this mean thing to that person on twitter and i'm like i'm sorry aren't you a fucking officer of the law like what is this (laughs) what are you doing right now this is insane Uh, god i don't know if i could i could grow up in this world i mean because my own younger brother he's got a very unique name and it's it's an Aztec name. So if you were in Mexico, people would have no problems pronouncing it. But we're in America, and so everyone looks at his name and is like, Tizoc, Tizoc, um, and it's T I Z O C, Tizoc. But it's you know like Quetzalcoatl. You you have, it has a certain panache when you say it. But they obviously they don't they don't understand it. It's not their culture. So it's it, he had one teacher who's like literally re give him a new name. You know what? I can't pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to call you George. And for the wow. entire year, my brother wow. was called George. I mean, I had the same issues. Like no. that wouldn't. You know, like, you know, I, my name is my name is Bundet. It's got it. It's backward. And, okay. people, and people call me Bon, Boom, Boom, Boom. I'm like, fuck it. Just call me Tammy. I don't give a shit. It doesn't really bother me because, you know, because my name gets mispronounced right. all the time and it happens. And it's pretty much my culture. And um but I, I don't see it as a form of microaggression because the fact that Daryl Davis said it best, he said it best. He said, these people don't know me. The, the moment that you allow it to, to interfere with your life, you're allowing it to pretty much taking over your life and your anger and things like that. And I get called Bon all the time. I don't really care. I, it doesn't really bother it's, me. No. It's the double end. It's the double end. So wait, 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 wait. Because I am, I am very... Uh, I like I like linguistics. I like accents and I like pronunciation. Yeah. How do you pronounce your actual birth given first name again? Yeah, yeah, uh, me or oh yes. me? 
Okay, so my name, if in an American, it's Boon Him, but in my culture, yeah. the him yeah. is a rank. So Mario, I think I didn't tell you this, but my name is a Khmer Rouge name. It's a communist name. So my dad okay. earned his rank in the Khmer Rouge, and so he kept the him. So basically, you pronounce the first name, and then it's Boon Rith, but it's Garet. Garet. That's pretty much what it is. So my my parents thought I was a boy, so they named me Garet. That's and so people mistaken me as a boy and they call me him. Hi, Mister Him. And then when they hear me, they're like, "Oh, it's a Chucky chick. He's it's an Asian chick." You know, it's like, no, that's my name. So in my culture, you earn your rank by your last name. Okay. So him is a low class Khmer Rouge name. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah. A- accent on the first A. Yep. Got it. Got got yeah. it. Yeah. And so that that's is pretty, yeah fascinating. Yeah I, yeah, I love language. I love language. And so much of it is just like, because I remember the first time we met and I didn't know that you were of Cambodian descent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people mistaken uh, me for being Mexican <laughs> because I'm in California. Me and Mario's in California. So I'm in Fresno and I think you're in where you're at, Mario. I'm in just outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. So he's in. So he's like about like six, eight hours, not four hours away from me. Yeah. I probably, think somewhere around there. Yeah. Somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. So I grew up around like a lot of people, like you know Mario and stuff like that. So we're I'm 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 in a diverse you know bubble. So I pretty much you know learn how. No, I don't I don't know how to learn to speak Spanish or anything like that. But I understand. So you know the people that I work with are immigrants and things like that. So I have nothing against like you know immigrants or stuff like that. And even I, you know, I protected the free speech of Trump supporters, and I get called fascist all the time. I don't understand. I was like, you know, I I support the Constitution and the right to speech free speech for everybody like even the radical ones the right and the left and for some odd reason i get called fascist it doesn't i'm i'm, I'm so done with it i was like <laughs> it's it's a language thing and uh, it's a mirror thing because it, i remember the first time i met you I was like is that your real name and because i get that all the time people ask me jenner zeno is that your real name I'm like oh yeah like yeah what do you mean because <laughs> it's a weird name and i love weird names especially for that reason because it's mm-hmm. like Right. illuminating yeah so I, I i get that all the time a lot of people just come up to me and and now uh, um in colleges they teach it um they believe that when you remove a person's accent and their name it's a form of of microaggression oh basically that's one of the argument that they're making so if somebody pronounced my name incorrectly and they said oh then you know what i'm like like your brother mario i'm just gonna call you george that's a form of microaggression mm. towards them that's their inner subconscious racism that's the argument. As opposed to like make. not understanding, like <laughs> you go, you go, you go to like you go, you go to small town America. They're like Mario Estrada. You know, you, you can't, you, you you can't be, you can't blame them for being like Mario Estrada, por favor. <laughs> you know, it's like oh my lord, not everybody can do that. That's Some people can, but we get called racist when we do it. So I mean, right? It's exactly. like fuck. <laughs> Where and, where's the and, line? Okay. Uh, right. Like and it's funny because I I have always been the the like when New Yorkers and I know our president would do it if he if he called me he'd be like Mario and I'd be like ah, okay fine yeah <laughs> but, but it's okay you know, you know Mario you know Mario my sister's name is Maria oh okay and it's funny I <laughs> yeah, get called Maria all the time I, all the time I, even my own husband because yeah, like, like when we're gonna go out sometimes we're gonna go out and he's like I don't really want you to wear shoes I'm like no I'm gonna wear shoes and he's like no 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 I'm like yes and then we'll have an argument like okay fine maria let's go and i'm like okay and i just i don't give a shit i just keep walking like let's go and we get to the event and everyone's like oh my god maria, I, love your show, da, 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 da. I look at my husband like mm, that's what i thought you know so i i'm just a character <laughs> I, i've always been a character and then talking on yeah. talking about names okay so here's here's a cool thing um i love to beat them at their intersectionality olympics game 
I really do. Because yeah. not only am I not oh only God. am I Hispanic, okay, my heritage comes from an area of Mexico that was never conquered by the Aztecs. It's also an area oh. that just kind of played nice with the Spaniards and continued living their lives until the cartels came in and ruined everything. And in 2011, my people, and I call them my people because this is where my grandfather is actually from, where my great-grandfather has a ranch, you know, where literally all of my aunts and uncles, cousins live, is this city called Cheran, Michoacan. And they kicked the shit out of the cartels. They are, the women took up arms, they armed the kids, they freed the men, they used the buses, they stopped traffic, and they basically pushed out the cartel and then kicked out the government and said, we are not listening to you guys anymore. And for the past, what, now nine years, they've been self-governing. There's all kinds of stories that have been written about these people. And the fact that I'm connected to them is, is, is for me, is a huge, huge bonus because I turn around and I tell these people, why are you running from your problems? My people don't run from their problems. These people running mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm going for a better place. No, you don't run to find a better life. You create a better life where you are. And these people mm-hmm. who are running are just chicken shit. And then everyone clutches their pearls like, oh, how dare you say that? Mm-hmm. And then I remind them of where I come from and what my people do, did and are doing. And all of a sudden they go, well, mm-hmm. not everyone can be like you. I said, well, you know what? They all probably should try, shouldn't they? And I'll, they don't want to play. They don't want to play the game anymore. And, mm-hmm. and I'll tell them, you're white. Get off my land. I'm Hispanic. I'm indigenous. I have I have over 50%. I am 60, 64% indigenous. Like, you don't get much, you don't get much better than that unless you're, you know, literally living on the reservation. And, you know, I, I just look at them and I, yeah. I blink my eyes and just, okay, you're really not going to win this one. I'm really going to stomp the shit out of you. Yeah. 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 It's fucking great because you can use the same language games against them. Uh, that when I very first kind of got into this domain, I had the evolutionary biologist Colin Wright on the show to talk about trans activism. Yeah. And he, he has extrapolated out this brilliant fucking argument to use against these people which i'm totally going to do now Mm -hmm. because they argue that you know for example things like sex is a spectrum um you know it's all about gender identity excuse me and not actual physiology but like a lot of the especially the conversations around gender stereotypes Mm -hmm. if you if you follow the logic that they're putting forward um i would be quote unquote non-binary mm-hmm. because I don't conform to typical male stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um and and according to their rules, that makes me less of a quote real man, which mm-hmm. obviously is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Hot pink is my favorite color. That does not make me less of a man mm-hmm. uh than anybody else. Um but it's the fact that you don't if you don't conform to the stereotypes, you can say then say, okay, I'm non-binary. But then you say, okay, um, he uses the example of Scarlett Johansson because he's a straight man. He's like, well, what if Scarlett Johansson uh, went through, became transgender? Would you still be attracted to her? 
as as a man he's like well yeah probably it was like okay well then you're you're obviously pansexual so it's like follow follow that logic right. that they're they're putting forward on the table and like everybody is a non-binary pansexual mm-hmm. if you follow that line of reasoning i have just as much right to say i'm a trans woman of color <laughs> as any any other bitch on this planet <laughs> according to these rules and that well, is even- ridiculous <laughs> They being the, I call them the powers that be, the the big the big wigs up at the top, the the intellectual heads of the universities and whatnot. They've been pushing the idea that gender is fluid, not gender. What do they call? It? Yeah, gender is fluid, and then it became sex is fluid. Um, yes. And they've been pushing that since it the 1970s. <laughs> since the nineteen seventies, guys. I've done. I've looked up some of these papers, um, and mm-hmm. I because. I, I actually studied biology. I was a biology major. I wanted to become an optometrist. And um, yeah. so I, you know, I understand light and optics and I understand biology and evolution. So when I looked at things from my, from my science perspective, from my science mind, I looked at that and I went, there is no such thing as this gender fluid. You're either male or you're female. And if you're neither, there's probably something wrong with you, like a right. XXY, which and whenever someone tells me, oh, well, I'm gender non-binary, blah, 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 I'll look at them and I'll say, are you XXY? And they'll be like, well, well, yeah, because they think that you can't tell. They're, believe it or not, you can yeah, tell. You can. <laughs> you can tell if someone is XXY or XYY. They are deformed, number one. They are tall. They have awkwardly long mm-hmm. limbs. They have, they're most often hairless. And they're always sterile. So when you tell them, you look mm-hmm. at them and say, are you sterile? You don't seem, are you hairless all over? Do you have awkwardly long limbs? Because you're not XXY if you're one of those. Maybe you're one of those failed activation hormones in the uterus, but then you'd actually be a woman because every fetus turns into a woman unless it's given the right hormones. So which is it? You were either XXY or you didn't activate. If you're a man and you think that you're a woman, most often it's a mental thing. And that I understand. It's mental, but you're still biologically you'll never change your chromosomes yes. and then when I, and then i drive that nail into the coffin when i tell them you know what when they dig up your skeleton you'll still be a woman yeah yeah the, yep. this is the thing that they hate to hear and it's it's fucking factually and scientifically true like and we have to be sensitive to intersex conditions because they are a thing that exists we can't let 99% of the people using that argument who don't have intersex conditions and they're just like well i feel this way therefore it's a biological thing and I can identify my way into any biological category as a science advocate myself. I'm saying no, just for like from the science point alone, not even getting into politics, not even getting into sociology or any of that shit from a right. science point. You're fucking wrong. I'm sorry. Like sex is binary. Do intersex conditions exist? Yes, that is. And that is. An addendum. It's not an acceptance. It's like that doesn't prove the whole thing wrong. Because if you take this whole like sex is a spectrum thing, then if you have he he puts up like a a curve. I don't I don't know math. So it's bell curve. Yeah, I don't math. know math. You're a bad. But if, You're a bad if, somebody fall, you fall on the, the, on the spectrum of the bell. Curve. These are like two mounds that are are you know arcing and then kind of overlapping. And if you follow that, you're like, okay, well, if I'm here, am I less of an actual man than if I'm over here? Or if you're a woman on the other side, it's like, well, if I'm closer to the center, does that mean that I'm less of a woman than somebody who's conforms to these other stereotypes? And that is so fucking toxic and dangerous and stupid. And why aren't more people calling it out? Holy shit. Well, it's because it's because they're, they want to redefine gender 
roles. And that's that I'm a whole I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with redefining a gender role, saying, you know, men can raise kids, mm-hmm. men can stay at home, women can work in construction. I don't mind that. I think that's great. But they're taking that idea of redefining gender roles and turning it into redefining gender. And that's their problem. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to use pseudoscience yeah. to support their idea. And because the real actual science crushes their 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 argument 100 percent. but right. when you tell someone i don't mind a woman working in construction i don't mind i have friends i have followers who are welders who are female you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they, right. they're yeah. cool you know mm-hmm. if you if you can do the job of a man great if you but we shouldn't be lowering standards for women so that they can right. compete with men we shouldn't be lowering the standards for anybody so that they can compete with others. You either have it. That's or true. You equality don't. right there. It's equality of opportunity. Motherfuckers, not equality of outcome. That's not how democracy works. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's just, I, I don't even know where to even begin. And, and, and it go back to culture. Like we talked about earlier, it, because in my culture, the men wear skirts too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's what, yeah, it, that we, we, in, in Cambodia, the women are, they work in construction. So the, the culture is backwards. So if you are working in IT, majority of the women are in IT in Cambodia mm-hmm. and, and majority of women are in construction. Mm-hmm. So with us, we don't play that game in Cambodia or, or anything like that because it does, you know, intersectionality does. But I think in America, it's just a way for us to like make shit up. I don't know. And get angry well, about it. I don't, I don't know. It is making shit up to get angry about it. It, is, it totally is. It is, that. but it's also self segregation. In America, we self segregate true, true. all oh God, the over ding, the place. I mean, every Jeez. culture self segregates. You even within the LGBT, you've got self segregation of self segregation of self segregation. The lesbians don't like the gays. The bears don't like the twinks. The blah blah blah. You know, and it's they're all they're just looking for a fight. Everybody's looking for a fight. It. It totally is that and we're going to shift back into into the alphabet soup momentarily we're going to talk about the quote queer phenomenon um which i'm curious i I have a feeling we're in a similar age group so that that word probably hits our ears a little bit Mm -hmm. differently than it hits most people's ears yeah um but we are 45 in right now so let's take a quick potty break kids um, so that everybody can refresh and get hyped, go do some jumping jacks, get some uh, fresh cold air. We will be right back after these brief messages that don't exist because we don't run fucking ads on this show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. I don't know what happened. For some reason, it just went ahead and did it. Damn, uh, this was a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, fantastic potty break. Fantastic potty break. And we we started to lose gold, so we're back. Okay. Welcome back to Mindwave. Um, it's, so we have we have lots of different places to go, but one of the things I note that I made early on in the conversation is because this is one of the things that's that's changed for me that puts me in that category of like, um, I don't. I don't like that, so therefore it makes me a conservative. Uh, Mari, how old are you? I am 39. I will be 40 in June. Okay, so yes, we're, we're, from, we're from the same lands, so to speak. So when you hear the word queer, what, what, how, how does that strike your ear? Because for me, it feels like Matthew Shepard, and now we have people 
parading around with it. And that, that was one thing that I kind of wanted to probe you on and see how you think about trying to lump all these people together as queers. Cause that sounds, sounds very backwards to me. Um, for me, when I hear the word queer, I just think of someone who's different, someone who's odd. I mean, a person who's a witch who does the whole goth look could be queer, you know, for all I care. I don't, it was for me, it was never, it was always LGBT because it was always the, the lesbians, the gays, the bisexuals, and the trans. I, I, you know, that, that for me, that's where it really always should have ended. Q would have encompassed anybody who was outside of that proclivity. Um, and now they got all kinds of other letters. So I, <laughs> the word queer never really bothered me. What bothered me and what, what brings me to, to throw down is calling me a faggot. Mm-hmm. Mm. You call me that and my shoes are off and I'm stabbing you in the eye. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's kind that's how, that's how queer strikes me. And it, maybe this yeah. is just, you know, like I, I escaped, narrowly escaped a, a real physical gay bashing, you know, growing up in, in a very liberal crunchy, you know, in Oceanside, which, it, which wow. is not, it's not, you know, some backwoods in fucking Texas. It's, it was just mm. like a liberal place, but I was kissing my boyfriend in a parking lot and yeah. Uh, all whole shit went down and if we hadn't run like it would have been very bad but there was a friend with us that did get beat up who wasn't even gay mm-hmm. um, which made the whole thing so much more fucked up and painful I don't even know how to even go there so like yeah, yeah the word queer like that sounds like a bully word to me that was a word that was used like you know and like because I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and early yeah. 2000s in in California which is very west coasty kind of crunchy hey bro, it's like one of those so like queer was like no, I didn't get faggot as much. Mm-hmm. I definitely got I I got fag more because yeah. that was fag doesn't bother me. It's just like hey, fag, you know, it's just like whatever. And they're like, uh, weirdly enough, fag and faggot don't bother me really almost at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they're almost like uh, like uh, Boone. I call you bitch all the mm-hmm. time, it's because like that's a term of endearment for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like you're my sister. This is my bitch yeah. over here. I love this bitch. <laughs> uh, but uh, to, but for some reason, I don't know. Like I don't know why the word queer hits my ear in a very different way than it, mm-hmm. it hits most people. So I like bouncing that off other people who are navigating these waters as well. Yeah. But um, that my my next shift point. Because we have, we have, we're going to backtrack. We have places to go back and explore. But my next shift point um, was something that I think you have definitely. You've alluded to this a little bit, just being in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, and just not uh, falling prey to this kind of like culturally what it means to be gay thing. Because again, being the same generational thing, we had almost no representation. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in in the media, and the very first things that we got were like um, that show "Undressed" on MTV, which was like softcore porn, which was really weird. And then we got "Queers Folk," which is just like a bunch of gay hookup boys who do drugs and have sex with strangers. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, great. That's the first like major gay show. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Jack from Will and Grace, who is just like. Uh, Spongebob incarnate who is just like the most cartoonish that's what it means to be gay so like I feel like that kind of shit was embedded into our culture in a way by the cultural you know like whatever the memes basically Mm -hmm. is that like that we we created this system 
in which like people expect like, oh, if you're gay, obviously you're Jack from Will and Grace and you're a huge whore. Like that's just like, but like that's not how most humans work. So it's a, I'm gonna let you respond to that. And well, <laughs> we'll see okay. where that so goes. So I wasn't okay. My parents really didn't let me emulate or try to, I guess you could say, incorporate any sort of gay cultural anything into my life when I was growing up. They were very quick to be like, "Oh, turn that off. Oh, turn that off." I wasn't even allowed to watch Married with Children. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really. Like they didn't want, they didn't like Roseanne. They like married with children. It was a everyone thought they were weird because they let me watch The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, wow. But I would, my mom would watch this guy on the Discovery Channel. I don't remember what his name was, but he was an interior decorator. It was queer as all get up. I mean, sorry for the word, but he was super gay, like super gay. And yeah. he shaved head. It's fine when we use okay, it. Okay, it's fine when we use it. Cool. <laughs> but I would walk into the room, and my mom's over there watching this guy, like totally dead set on, on trying to see like what is he going to do with this house and how is he going to interior decorate this house and i looked at my mom and i'm like he's so gay and she's like yeah but that doesn't matter oh, okay fine so it <laughs> obviously didn't matter to her that she was watching his show but you know when i came out it was obviously an issue um i wasn't allowed to learn how to sew i wasn't allowed to learn how to cook um my dad mm-hmm. made me go out and work in the yard you know i've you know i've worked on cars i worked on air conditioners i've you know i've built things i've broken things down you know yeah. so i played most of the male gender roles growing up and i was kept a very very far distance from any sort of female qualities or preconceived gay qualities heck even you know how some gay boys stand with their with the limp wrist uh, my dad would hit me he would pop yeah. me for having a limp wrist um yeah. so <clears throat> Growing up, I never really was immersed in that culture, but after having experience in the culture, I looked at it and I just kind of looked around and went, you guys are literally living up to stereotypes, and I walked away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's bad. And um, I, I'm saying this as somebody who has been a on-again, off-again grinder user since the very beginning because I'm just like, oh, isn't this a cool tool? You can find other cool people other cool gay dudes um just to (laughs) like try and make friends it's like what i always tried to use it for and uh for every other gay guy who tries to do that uh just stop (laughs) it's a waste of fucking time uh that's that's actually not true it's like every once in a while you will stumble across somebody else who's just like oh my god you want to be friends bro and i'm like oh my god totally diamonds in the rock you're not you don't want to you don't want a picture of my butthole and i'm like no dude like what the fuck what the fuck that's totally what grinder is it's like hey hi dick pic it really is hi here's my asshole want to fuck me i'm like whoa okay you need to slow your roll bitch that's it's not a stereo it's not a stereo it's 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 something that happens all the time and it's i believe it's it's the the reality like it's yeah it's not even fair to call it a stereotype Uh, (laughs) our stereotypes stereotypes when they're true (laughs) (laughs) title to the episode (laughs) our stereotypes really stereotypes if they're fucking true like every time like all the conversation that i hear like you know people talking about it because i don't talk about like discussions like this on my podcast which i should by the way that'd be really interesting to hear but um when i was growing up you know um when i come across gays and stuff like that i never really I all they all, all I know is, is that they're just dudes who's willing to like throw up like fight with me you know and I like it I like to fight with the dude <laughs> you know just like you know and that's pretty much how I grew up but I but like I said I, like Mario my, my parents are conservative 
they're they're they were uh they were not buddhism so that's the conservative version of buddhism and they never really you know ex- you know exposed myself to, to things like that they were very authoritarian you know and so when i heard you know the, the insults of oh you're just being you're just being a fag you know it didn't it wasn't like it was different to us as kids we didn't understood that portion of it which is you know how we grew up but now i'm starting to see a little bit that it was really not a good thing to say but at the same time you know it's um things are changing i guess and so sometimes some people take offense to it some people do not but you know i grew up and i never really thought you guys were promiscuous or anything like that i just kind of just you know now that i hear it now oh, i'm yeah. like what well, really it's <laughs> this is an important point yeah wherever they are it's just it's just a that is a ah. species thing I, and there's a you can even get into the he he said that's a species thing <laughs> it really is a species thing because you that's can cool. even look into chimpanzees you can look and you can even look into the shape of the penis and the reason the yeah. penis is shaped the way it is is shaped to pull out any sperm that was in there before oh that's interesting there's yeah. So, wow. <laughs> right. Human. Na- Whoa. Awesome. Oh, bro. I'm, this, is gener- this is why I tell you to get uh, Mario on because this guy is dank. No. <laughs> human nature just got so so real for a second. Like yeah. I swear to God, like somewhere there's a bitch who just like whipped off her chair. I'm like, oh, it's wet. <laughs> Someone probably just did. I mean, look at look at the shape of it. Come on, you guys. It's shaped like a mushroom. It's not shaped like a dog. Where it, it you know, it's not shaped like a pig. It's, it's got its own shape. It's shaped more like chimpanzees. And chimpanzees and great apes generally are very promiscuous. And the reason the penis is shaped that way ah. is to pull out any semen that was there before you. I, I uh, we need to dig so much into evolutionary biology on this show. It's been on my like long time to do list i talk i invoke it constantly but we haven't had like whole episodes dedicated to like just like talking about evolutionary biology especially like you could just primatology like, have, yeah, just have an like an episode talking about chimpanzees and, uh, do it. like do chimp, it. chimps do it. chimps and bonobos right. yes. are <laughs> fucking amazing we need we need to have a whole thing about just I chimps think, like, and bonobos. i think you guys like bonobos they have the it's a matriarchy right it's yes yes and they're super duper horny (laughs) oh yeah i know that's what i I, but they're like the chimps they the chimps they do like a little done the bonobos are like (laughs) we're gonna take our time and have some sex line up motherfuckers bonobos are great (laughs) god and they just jack off all day long that's all they do bonobos they just masturbate just all day you know what let me beat your dick (laughs) it's like like, dude friends (laughs) we could learn a lot from our cousins okay so you take this right so you take this idea and you expand it and then you take it into a group of people who are uh, you know who are homosexual and they're all led by it. Well, shit, of course they're going to be boinking like animals. I mean, they're literally screwing everything and everything. And Grinder is a perfect example. It's just so easy oh to God. find a hookup. It's just, you know, you, you pick it up, you pick it up. And my husband and I have been told that we aren't part of the gay community because we're monogamous because we won't share. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sharing my toys. Excuse me, Like, are so friends sorry. not a thing? Is, like, is it not, like... And that was my whole thing, because I'm like, it, it's possible for two gay guys to be friends and have never, like, 
fangled each other's dingle dongles and beeholes. Like that's like not that is not a prerequisite to us hanging out and being friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh and Michael are a great example. My co-host and his uh, Antifa partner who were de-radicalizing, which is a delight. <laughs> Michael, yeah. I love you, Michael. Um, he's a baby children. He's 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 18, 19. Oh, he's a baby. So he's, yeah. Uh, I, I call, you know what remol- I call them? I call them gabies. <laughs> he's an adorable gabies. He's oh. like he's like nine fo- he's like nine feet tall and has like a, a 12 foot long T-Rex dick. It's great. But <laughs> oh, wait, no, how like, do you know? <laughs> well, because and this is a thing. This is a thing. Like, like we've all hung out together and had drunk nights where we're just like, we're going to hang out naked in the backyard. So we've seen each other naked, but like we met as friends and became friends. Oh, okay. We've never done anything together because it was just like, ew. <laughs> like, we need to be kind of like, why can't gay guys have friends like that? And I, I feel like culturally there's... Um, as from the, my experience of trying to make friends with gay guys, it's very much like okay, so it's like, uh, when when when's the dick coming out? It's just like, uh, <laughs> right. um, yeah. uh, it's what what I was talking about, like having dinner parties and like movie nights and like playing video games and shit, faggot. I don't know. What you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get into. Oh, dang. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Mind Wave. I'm gonna need another. I'm gonna need a refill on my on my monster here. But oh, yeah. God, human nature is delicious. This is this series is gonna be so fun, and I got the two perfectest people on the planet to like help me <laughs> help you just, just all over the internet. All over the place. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, just, that's what that what it, it needs to happen. I mean, if just, if nobody's not gonna have this conversation, we're not gonna, you know, it, we're not gonna get anywhere. At all. I know. Can I just say, can I just say, do you remember your first appearance on my show, Boone? Yes. Idea sex. We're, yeah. we're having idea sex. It's fucking hot. Well, it's, 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 it's what I call like the mind. Well, on my podcast, and I, Mario, I, I, you're always welcome to come on my podcast. It's called like the mind flow, you know, mind sex. It's pretty much, it happens between everybody. And then that's pretty much what we're doing. And if we don't talk about things like this, and 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 you know get it out there then nobody's not gonna know so it's gonna it, even if it's gonna make us uncomfortable or you know we talk about like monkey dicks and shit like that that's the point <laughs> that's, that's the fucking point. you guys do you guys realize the fucking goal this is what i'm saying like as fun as this as fun as this conversation is to have yeah. It's going to be just as fun for the listener, which yeah. I know, the podcast listener. I know. I see you in your car driving home from work or whatever. <laughs> we're we're, we're talking about here. like fucking bonobos masturbating each other. And shit. Uh, it's, you know? it, well, the human nature, okay, like we, we, I haven't made the promo for this and I haven't made the, the theme for it yet. Uh, yeah. But the, the idea is that it's kind of inspired largely by this one single ground wire that goes all the way through me back through my childhood all the way back to that fucking madonna video human nature when she where she's in the full body gimp suit with the fucking like cornrows and she has boys with leather and masks and and things and just like it's the most beautiful fucking video uh, it was extremely edgy at the time, but the whole chorus is like, I'm not sorry, it's human nature. This is just how fucking people are. Get the fuck used to it. Like yeah. natural bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't need your fucking shit. Get out of my face. And I was like, that's the best way to approach a conversation about sexuality. I think that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from just introducing people to 
parts of not only these the sexuality spectrum but the the thing that people are calling the gender spectrum which Mm. is just based off stereotypes which aren't helpful in the fucking first place guys i mean like why are why are we like even playing that game at all like what i want people on the left to realize like why are you why do you want the stereotypes why do you want like don't feed stereotypes if you're and I think I, I think I've mentioned it on one of my on one of my Mario Presents videos. My mom was really big on working with me on my sounds. This is the reason why I speak so clearly. You would never guess that I speak Spanish just as clearly and fluently as I speak my English. But it's because my mom explained to me about prejudices mm-hmm. and says, you know, if you walk into a doctor's office and it doesn't matter how educated you are, you could be, you could have degrees upon degrees upon degrees. But if you walk into that, into that office and you say, so I'm going to tell you that the doctor says that you're going to be taking this pill three times a day for the next three weeks. And then you're going to call my office. If you speak to them like that, they're going to immediately dismiss your, any of the education that you may have simply because of the way that you sound. So and I've, I remember being a kid and being frustrated, I'm like, yeah. Mom, why do we have to do this stupid phonics? And she's like, because this is why. And I'm like nine years old, like probably even not, probably even younger than that, like seven years old, doing this. Um, and it's important. This is we don't feed stereotypes, and that's why when I tell people, if you're going to be like my friend Cedric, who's leans more left. Um, and he's black and I've told him, I'm like, you don't, I don't think of you as black. And I've heard people tell me, I don't think of you as Hispanic because they see us as people. We don't feed stereotypes. Cedric doesn't wear FUBU. He doesn't walk around looking like a thug. He walks around looking like a regular American. And you could say, oh, well, you know, FUBU is American, but walking around looking like you just walked straight out of the hood as opposed to wearing a pair of jeans and just a a t-shirt that's, you know, something, anything other than, you know, throw up gang signs people will respect you a little bit more right. and that's and Cedric's very well over that and and there there there's an important flag there because i i i fundamentally i i understand where gang culture comes from um and that sounds extremely fucking pretentious <laughs> as a as a cisgender white dude uh who's lived a privileged life for real though like i understand where that comes from like nobody wants to go in and and have to go to lengths like that to be able to survive to be able to Mm -hmm. feed their family they need they need some kind of fraternal brotherhood backing them up i totally fucking understand like exactly where that phenomenon comes from um it, but it's just like people shouldn't have to live like that, you know, man. Like we have to get beyond that. Like what we have to look back and see the real problems, but like actually find a way to to move forward together, like all of us together. And 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 just man, like the, the, we're digging in something deep here. Um, yeah. And, like, like what do you what do you see for for me? It's it's this idea that you have to belong to something. My mom always told me, you don't have to belong to anything. You can mm-hmm. walk on your own and you'll be just fine. So for me, it's because they've never had the idea that put into their, their little brains. It's like, you don't have to follow everything that the rest of the world says. You are yeah. going to find your own path and you're going to forge your own path. And I call that individual individualized empowerment. Mm-hmm. Every individual needs to be empowered. Um, and <sighs> if parents do this to their kids their kids won't grow up and have to have a desire or a need to join a gang or join a group or become part of an Mm in-group so that they feel like they belong which is one of the reasons why these kids are identifying as oh i'm trans queer blah 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 Mm. because they are trying to look for a place to belong so maybe they want to put makeup on 
So mm-hmm. then the, so they feel like, well, because I like to wear makeup, then I must be trans because then that, then I can at least then move must on be, and yes. understand. And it's, if you just empower the kids individually, my niece came to me crying one time. These kids were making fun of me, blah, 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 blah. And I was real quick to be like, okay, do they read better than you? Do they have better grades than you? Do they have more friends than you? So I, I basically pointed out all the good qualities that she already had. And she goes, well, no, none of those things. I said, they're just jealous, honey. You, you're better than that. You don't just ignore them. You carry on with your life and you don't let them bother you. She got all excited. And as soon as mom comes over, of course, she's been looking for compassion. She goes to mommy. Mommy goes, where are those girls? Well, I'm going to go talk to them. Didn't, didn't actually do anything for my niece just went mm-hmm. and tried to solve the problem for her. Now she's over here crying to me going, mommy's embarrassing me. And I looked at her and I said, well, why did you tell mommy in the first place? You were fine. You weren't crying. You didn't need the attention. And she kind of like kind of recoiled and was like, oh shit, he's talking to me like, like in a real, real. And she was like eight. She was at school. She was like in third, fourth grade. And I, for me, it was it's all about empowering that kid and building that kid up. She's now, uh, I think she's like 13 now. And she's, perfectly capable she she will tell the teacher like well that's not very altruistic of you you need to start you need to stop and the teacher asked her like do you know what that means and she's like yes i know what altruistic means do you know what it means and the teacher had her explain it and she explained it perfectly she's like well then i guess you can use that word (laughs) (laughs) this is okay so uh, number one i'm putting i'm putting it down because you need an actual microphone because you're going to be doing this a lot I can already, it's like, I don't know why you're not podcasting all the time. You need to have a, a hot, sexy mic and, and, and just get in here all the time. So we're, we're getting you a mic. We'll get like, the, we're, we're going to get you a the, mic, Mario. US, we're going to get you a mic. I'll get a mic. The USB ones are, uh, you can, they're pretty affordable. The USB, uh, condenser mics. You will, I like have, I have the condenser mics. Yeah. So the condensed mics is used for singing. And I have the one right now that's condensed mic, and your your room has to be soundproof. So I recommend dynamic. So I, I'm going to upgrade to a dynamic than a condensed because I know I sound okay, mm. but watch when you play back the audio, it's, you're going to hear it. It's, it. It sounds bad. So no, you sound great. I've always gone with cardioid condensers. Yeah. So for my for my own vocals, and so I just use them to also make the show. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, to continue back to Mario, I mean, I grew up the same way. My parents, they even if they're authoritarian, they pretty much taught me how to, like, handle my own shit. You know, like, if a boy beat me up, for example, they're like, well, are you just going to sit there and cry? Because we're not going to do nothing about it. And they so you either just take it or you do something about it. And so um, when I was growing up, you know, I felt kind of different because the fact that I was tomboy. You know, I'm very masculine. I'm pretty sure you guys are aware of that. So the reason is, is because, you know, during the war, it really caused my dad to have post-traumatic stress disorder. So he drank a lot. And so he he wasn't the masculine figure that he always wanted to be. He was He's very feminine. He's, he's still like that till this day. But my mom took on the role of masculine and feminine. So I pretty much got that quality. So I do both gender roles. I go to work. I clean. I do car stuff and you know because i don't see it as like a general like i i literally live my life as a be a useful person in society and in order to do that you have to work in the individual level and and teach them responsibility and what can you do to if you work on yourself yeah. it comes back to the community so that's pretty much how i live i'm not gonna be you know i be useful and help other people help yourself first and then you're able to help 
other and that's people the thing in the that process. I found in, so. in religion too. Yeah. Be it's... useful. Don't be a blight on society. Don't be a drain on mm-hmm. society. That's why I look at all of these religions and I go, you guys all have a shared commonality. Like we all need to wake up to this shared commonality so that we can make mm-hmm. our society as a whole better. That's for me, that's the pinnacle of conservatism is taking the best of each each culture and building it. Mm-hmm. Yes, keeping what works and and building new stuff, but making sure that the new stuff is going to work with the old stuff, and that you're not, you know, just going nuts. Which there are there are plenty of creative areas to go nuts. I, I think when you're building a society, that's not a great <laughs> strategy. But that so much of what Mindwave is trying to do is about individual self empowerment through a larger common thing that you can be a part of that's completely secular and Mm -hmm. self-empowering as opposed to tribally like you're on this team you're on that team which i have invoked uh on the website in the user system that i'm building in there 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 are badges and stuff so like this only certain people will get to be like certain they'll have certain badges like as uh, like yeah i'm on the website team and they're like, oh, well, that's a really right. pretty badge. I want that one. Well, well bitch, help us on the website. <laughs> no, you don't have to do super much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that. It's it's it, it is kind of like individual. God, so much about this is just like shirking of personal responsibility. And I've I've used that phrase over and over and over and over again. It's like, no, there is a personal responsibility in the way that we live our lives that we've yeah. lost. We just want to like hand that off to somebody else and say, no, it's the king's fault. Fuck the king. Mm-hmm. Cut off the king's head. Drag the king to the guillotine. Uh, rabble, 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 yeah. rabble, rabble. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's just like, you guys, like this is this is a problem with us. This is a problem with you. Find your way to empower yourself and find, you know, like whatever channels you have, whatever platforms you have at your disposal to amplify your own fucking voice. It's powerful as hell. That's why I started this fucking show. That's Mm -hmm. why I did the whole uh, the whole voicemail series where I had people call in and share them their stories that I could mix them together with music and video and put it up like to be like, this is the power of your like you're part of this and i always take this back to the lego movie i always take it back to the lego movie because it is a personal (laughs) everything is awesome you guys but like everybody is the fucking superhero in this story everybody is the superhero you are stop waiting for the cavalry to come the cavalry is not coming if you hear this you are the fucking cavalry jesse rogers i fucking love that guy you know but it's, it's like what is this these universities what are how they're destroying our kids our next generation that's supposed to take care of us you know and oh man there's you know, so many problems yeah. in academia like, Boone. what do we do it's, like, <laughs> it's not just I, I, university yeah. it's even at the mm-hmm. lower it's even lower at, at elementary and middle yep. school and high school because even it's parents everywhere. are perpetuating the idea yeah. you have to go to college in order to succeed in society you oh don't have to God. go to college. it's it's everywhere it's not just no university. go to trade university. school you'll be fine yeah, university, oh my yeah. god college is gonna fuck you kids don't you know, go to college if you kids you shouldn't be listening to this show it's for grown-ups but <laughs> don't go to fucking college go to trade school get a fucking skill master a skill that'd be useful build some cool shit you will be one of the highest, most in-demand fucking people. That's exactly what my dad always used to tell me. And as for all the terrible yeah. things they did to me, they raised me right. And my father always told me, you either go to college or you learn a trade. You either 
go to college or you mm-hmm. learn a trade. I've, I've, I'm an, I was an optician. I was a licensed optician for 10 years. And I was, I was, I'm a, I was a groomer for five years. Trust me, I can find a job anywhere I go. Yeah. Useful skills. Yeah. And it's, it's this whole idea of, of your, because you're lesbian, because you're trans, because you're gay, because, because of this, this and that, they're really fucking up our kids. And I, 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 I can't stress enough to stop to stop they're preaching Please. them victimhood I, they really are they're tre- they're, mm-hmm. they're showing them that oh well if you don't get hired because you know it's because you're gay or it's because of some other quality that they saw in you that they that they was undesirable and i i look at that and i just go you know i've been hired because i'm gay i actually had a doctor confide in me and tell me you know i hired you because you're the gay dude and i said what mm-hmm. he's like yeah he's like I was, I was no. literally between token you. Hire. It wasn't a token hire. No, no, no. He, he, we sat down and we had a conversation. He goes, I had, it was a choice between you and another guy. You guys both had the same qualifications, but you're this fashionable gay dude who's going to connect with my, my, um, my patients. You have that personality mm-hmm. and who's, and people are going to want to buy glasses from the cute gay dude than the frumpy, dumpy old man. Mm. Okay. Ah, I see. I mean, it's no, it's just true. that's your business. Right. That's that's yeah. pretty much how they, In, they individual operate. empowerment meritocracy. <laughs> We're gonna fucking take these bitches back to school in the magic school bus. <laughs> We're also gonna do a little bit of fucking uh, what's what's the other one? God damn it! Uh, no, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just I'm just looking at, <laughs> I'm just looking at this people the way they 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 treat these people and how they um I'm I'm 31 so I'm 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 like what my bad math I'm like nine uh-huh. years younger than you guys you know and so I I was in the, I was a 90s baby just like you guys but but I'm I'm lucky even though like 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 you Mario I'm lucky at the fact that I grew up with both people respecting um individuals for their 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 inside of their characteristics and i hate saying that because it's kind of sounds squishy yeah. you know but that's pretty much how it taught me to be able to see people for who they are i mean in the beginning jenner and i i'm gonna say this jenner and i'm gonna tell mario is like i thought jenner didn't like me in the beginning <laughs> so I was like, because I was, like, <laughs> I was like i go i don't think he likes me because i don't know if you guys know this but it, I, every single time gay guys always want to fight me i don't know <laughs> gay, guys, gay guys are insecure gay guys are really truly very insecure <laughs> what did i want to fight you on no you were like you i felt fierce fiery energy and i was no, like not, not, not you guys, not you guys like... but that's pretty much the vibe that i have and it's just like um you have like, you have fire but you're like a bro girl <laughs> and if like I, I i always like every time i have like chick friends they're always like chick bro like bro girlfriends yeah. uh and it's fucking great because we have we have that like quote unquote feminine energy yeah we have the masculine energy too and so it's, it's just like, like yeah oh god it's like it's the like, only I'm- girls i can be friends with i'm sorry if you're like yeah, if that sounds sexist. So, so it's it's that's pretty much how I I I I am. But I I had a lot of gay guy friends, you know, and they always want they always want to fight me every time they're drunk. They're like, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
you know, it's, it's, that's, not, that's pretty much how I raise around, you know, gays and stuff like that. I never really cared. You know, I'm like, all right, fine. I have gotten, <laughs> girl, I've gotten drunk with you like a dozen times at least. I've never once wanted to fight you. you no, I've always just turned into the biggest, gushiest gummy bear because you're we're just not, a delicious we're not in human being. I'm pretty sure you'll slap me in person. It's okay. I accept Oh, that. no. <laughs> no. Never in a million years. You're, you're my sistrin from another mistrin. It's, it's just beautiful. And, and so it's it's just you know it makes me sad and 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 I want you guys to opinion on this. I don't know if you guys know this, but they're teaching about gay sex in elementary. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I think they should teach it at the same time as they teach about all sex. I mean, I think yeah. all sex should be taught at the same time. Yeah, you're teaching people about sex. You know, obviously, don't make it pornographic. Make it educational. But oh. if you're like, this is this is how sex works. Um, you should be like, yes, this is how this kind of sex works. That's how that kind of sex works. This is how humans have sex. Uh, that should be one conversation. So if 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 we're like kids are growing up, I think that's a rational approach to take. I, yeah. I don't think you should be like, oh, well, yes, they can learn that a pee-pee goes into the GG when they're six, but they have to wait until they're 12 to learn that the pp can go in the boo-boo it's just like gee what are you what are you doing we're teaching kids about sex let's teach them about all of it all at once not not the weird stuff guys but just the basics the fundamentals of like this is how monkeys do it <laughs> you're a monkey this is how the you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals you know what i mean like that this is how it works uh, i think that should be one conversation yeah yeah <laughs> that's true and it's just it i have a son so you know he's going to school and they're they're doing that all that pc stuff in california so i don't know to keep my boy i don't know if to let him stay or you know it's it's hard as a parent and you know hopefully you guys will have little babies in the future oh lord <laughs> Uh, I I am going to need to have my bank account have at least two commas in it before I will consider going down that particular route because I'm going to like genetically engineer a super baby of the future. Um, that's how that's going to happen. And it's going to be like it's going to be like privately schooled inside like some crazy I'm going to buy like an old military base in the middle of the desert and build some like cybertronic warehouse that's like fully AI and robots and everything <laughs> like you are the future you're the future <laughs> I don't hear Mario he's his little hand went up oh no did we lose him uh we will cut and we will come right back we are actually getting into after show territory with, with myself I, I hear myself getting colorful it happens all the yeah, time he's hitting the, his, but he's that's his little fist <clears throat> yes i we will cut it here and we will be right back to close out our very first uh episode of human nature which has been holy shit uh god i'm, I, I'm already in love with this series i hope you are, are too <laughs> we'll be right back where did he go oh uh it's it, that it really is it. So many of these people live in a fucking fantasy and they just need that to be shattered. And sometimes it takes some kind of out there assholey people to kind of do it. Mm -hmm. Some colorful, edgy characters, which is like Mindwave is bringing all kinds of those in, which I fucking love. Because uh, I am one of those characters, absolutely. 
um, I just I behold the field in which I grow my fucks. It is barren. I have none. I I have zero fucks uh, to give most of the time. So it's finding other people who who are even flirting with this. Just like no, can we can we figure this shit out, please? (laughs) Maybe and just stop playing the fake bullshit game because like the the fake bullshit game. Oh my god! Not so only tiring. is it exhausting, everybody hates it. Why are we doing this? It's mm-hmm. backwards. It's backwards. I've used the word retarded on the show to talk about this kind of <laughs> cultural societal thing that we're doing. It is retarded in the dictionary sense. It's backwards. It's regressive. Or, or we need to embrace a 21st century vision of the future that sees us as individuals, that empowers us as individuals, that gives us, you know, spaces, common spaces, uh, agoras, and secular cathedrals you know to to visit to come together to also you know feel physically empowered themselves individually but be also feel like they're part of something bigger because there is uh utility there's huge value in that um feeling a part of like we all kind of need that i think if we're talking about the spiritual needs of humans we all kind of feel that need to be a part of something bigger and uh it's just a lot of like Hey, sometimes a menu, it's a fucking dollar menu. You can't get everything on there, you know, everywhere. So it's just a matter of like making better alternatives, better, better conversations, amplifying them, uh, breaking, breaking through the light pollution, breaking through the noise, shattering the echo chambers, all, all that shit. Just kind of like, this is like one ultimate mission that we're all on and, uh, just watching everybody come together is just phenomenal it's it's amazing this is going to be the greatest time capsule but we are back and following <laughs> in on that following in on that uh, shattering right. the mirror shattering the echo chamber that's one of the reasons why i do what i do i go out and i rally on the corner of like la brea wilshire i go to trump rally and i wear seven inch stilettos and it's not because i have no fucks to give i have no one to impress and i have nothing but my voice and when i tell people why i'm doing it i get 90 percent positive response i trigger the people i want to trigger which is the far right and the far left that's and kind of to pray to move into where you wanted to go one of the reasons why i support lady maga who is a drag queen for trump and I'm really, really defensive about her is because of the fact that I understand that she's not doing it for her sexual kicks. She's doing it to spread a message of conservatism, America first, the idea of promoting patriotism. And she happens to be using it, her art to do that. So why wouldn't I support something like that? Drag in its essence is entertainment. So you, you, people forget that drag has existed since before even religion, but since before Christianity or Catholicism or a lot of these these evangelicals, drag has existed since the time of the Romans when women weren't allowed in theater. They would be men wearing women's masks. And that's really where it has its start. And and you flash forward even into the Renaissance, there's still men performing as women for the entertainment of people. You can keep going into the the idea of the 2000s and the 1990s. We all saw Tu Wong Fu. We all saw Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We all saw mm-hmm. white chicks. We laugh at Medea. And the idea of drag as entertainment has existed in our culture since, bef- I say, before time, because it really has. This is Doubtfire. The idea Sorry. of... Ex- I had, I had, exactly. I had, I had, no, you're good. Put that one in there. 
it's a, it, it's a, it's no, a, it's you're a right. ground wire for the show. It's one of those ones. Robin Williams is a huge, like mm-hmm. Robin Williams, Mr. Rogers, all that shit is all leads back into the one thing. So, yeah. Oh, fact, uh, absolutely. Yeah. This is not a new thing at all. It's not. And, and the, and so I can understand the desire of these people to try and incorporate it into their kids, but it's going to be, they're, they're going to be exposed to it anyways. I think that they need to take away the club facet if you're going to be doing it for kids, which is what, which is what Lady Maga does. She doesn't do those nasty, dirty characters. I think she, I've seen one outfit where she shows her midriff, but she's not twerking in it. She's holding a gun. So just kind of more like of a badass cheerleader, like American cheerleader type thing. Um, so she's not going out and trying to engage with kids if people bring their kids to rallies and they like shove them into your face like it's like you know like here take a picture with mickey mouse you know and that's that's really what it is and she'll tell them point blank don't post this picture on social media because the backlash you will get will be severe and i don't think you want that not to mention the backlash that i'm gonna get is gonna be just as severe because they're gonna be like oh look at this drag queen with this kid this what did i say about pedophilia and you're feeding into the stereotypes her character isn't trying to feed into the stereotypes her character is trying to break those stereotypes but everyone keeps trying to shove her into the box i have to meet this bitch <laughs> on the list. It's yeah. on the fucking list. Lady yeah, Maggie. Lady Maggie. I am, I am coming so Lady for Maggie you, is uh, uh, Ryan, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think, you, yeah. So I, I did watch a video of Ryan. Very articulate person. Very smart. So a lot of, it, it's just like, I hate this um, this notion that they're, you know, uneducated and things like that. They're in drag. No, no. Listen to them. I go, they're really smart. They're really smart. They, they they have a voice. Give them the voice. They were born with this right to talk. Let them talk. You know? so. Yeah. I've had several Trump supporters on the show. Mm-hmm. One of them, staunch, staunch Republican truck driver. Very kind of like who you'd expect, except he, except he has a heart of fucking gold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he, he's like real hard America, like apple pie, baseball, you know, beer drinking, is Super Bowl watching America and but he has a heart of gold and you can really feel his fucking spirit in there. <clears throat> you know, and this is this is somebody who, you know, it, half the country wants to say is Nazis and like like the second person who openly was just like, Oh yeah, I voted for Trump is like a black bisexual dancer who's just a beautiful fucking human being. She's an artist. She's just out there and colorful and beautiful and outrageous. And I just love her. She loves K-pop and boys at Avu and like gay shit. And she's just colorful. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like that's not the, the, the typical image of, uh, of <laughs> a Trump supporter that people get. So I, I fucking love the fact that, Oh, Lady Maga exists. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And as as like an old beautiful school too. queen, I mean, beautiful, yeah, <laughs> old school queen. Yeah. I I totally I totally get like the drag character design, and I love that one. I, that beautimus. I was a drag mother once upon a time. You said for a drag hot mother. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, nice. I I created. Yeah. I created yeah. a couple <laughs> characters yeah. of my. Yeah, they call them houses. You have houses. I never got I never got they, that, okay. that much into it. I actually cross dressed um, quite a quite a bit. Okay. Not not drag. I took a I took it a different direction because I wanted to 
I wanted to present as an actual just everyday chick, like normal chick, like dude bro chick, like with, yeah. you know, jeans and maybe like a cute top, <laughs> like just be cute that way. And I did this for um, for Rocky Horror. This was like a midnight showing every week that would happen on the beach, you know, like real crazy, cool thing to just go to. And it, it was totally that like for entertainment and for just like the kicks not sexual kicks but just like costume it's just like halloween every week you know what it's i mean like cosplay fucking, no yeah it, exactly yeah. have fun with it so i i couldn't do that anymore but i did i did use to cross dress once upon a time and then uh you know i i knew a bajillion drag queens and was in all the little groups and and even helped a couple of them on their way shed a little tear <laughs> take you to buy your first weave and everything girl god <laughs> teach you how to do your eyebrows i get to, we will go to ulta i will get you the best eyeshadow kit you've ever fucking got in your life i will teach you how to do the sexiest like two three color fade on the eyeshadow would you get that like underwatery like real cool like uh, <laughs> jesus no i love i love cosmetics i love makeup i i love drag as an art and I think a drag race, RuPaul is just like, give me a break. Thank you for mainstreaming that. But there, there is like, that's definitely like a grown up thing. Um, like, drag race is for fucking grown ups, bitch. Like, I don't understand why we're uh, like six year olds are getting all like super into it, and they're like, I'm a drag queen, bitch. I'm a raunchy hoe, and I'm like. The, the kid, the, the parents are just like all like, oh, isn't that special? And we just need to empower, empower this. <sighs> and then just like the, the drag queen story times, which is what this is tying it when one giant fucking like loop de loop of crazy spaghetti bowl of nonsense that we did has been glorious and beautiful and wonderful. But back to this drag queen story time thing, because this is like how we initially found each other. It was just like, because there is like, there's parts where it goes too fucking far. Yeah. Uh, lap dances for toddlers is too fucking far. Can we say lap dances for two toddlers and twerking and in panties and like, is that too? But yes, that is too fucking okay. far. So, and I I think especially standing outside being like gay people, I think we should be you know, like yes, we should yes, right? We need well, we as gay people <laughs> need to start saying something, um, especially when it comes to this whole drag and these kids doing it, but to kind of go on to what you were saying my own niece i remember was probably 17 because i my parents are the youngest of their generation so their older brothers and sisters had kids much younger so so they were my cousins are much older than me they're closer to the age of my parents so they were having kids when i was a teenager and i remember seeing two of my nieces and they were dancing you know and they were dancing to that to the ratchet music from the 90s and they were doing the crime baby on the floor you know and they're six seven years old eight years old doing the crime baby doing the splits mm -hmm. and then you know grinding on on the floor like an adult would and everyone's celebrating that going ha look at her how cute look at the little girl dancing like that and i'm going that's really not appropriate like at all because she's dancing like an adult and it's it's not just the gay culture that did it it's it's all of the culture there's a reason why cardi b is cool now is because yeah, now you've got everybody trying to be the next cardi b it's it's the disney channel phenomenon too because disney's like we're gonna sexualize shit for children 
And uh, a lot of us are like, um, excuse me, bitch, because <laughs> they have totally sexualized stuff for kids. And it's 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 a little weird. I think South Park totally nailed this in their Jonas Brothers. Uh, I mean, purity pledge squirting white foam on, on the kids because it totally is that I did want to make a really important flag because um, the thing that the thing that I'm getting out there specifically is is the gender ideology part i think that you should if you are a parent you should encourage them to play fucking dress up play fucking dress up play around with it play around with your gender expression however you know do whatever don't like put yourself in any kind of box there the thing i'm actually talking about is the gender ideology thing where they're like oh no honey because you like to dress up like a girl that that means that you're this and that means that we have to put you on puberty blockers and oh, yeah. get you ready for your transition. Otherwise, you're going to kill yourself. And that's the rhetoric that's like, holy shit, that's apocalyptically scary when just like, hey, uh, put try on a dress and go roll down a hill, you know, because uh, th- that's the message. It's just like, no, be yourself. Play dress up. It's not like uh, it's 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 the toxic part of it that comes with it that that really worries me. Um, not as not as a, a liberal or a conservative, but just as an individual, I, I see that shit happening, and it very much concerns me. Where the larger narratives, the larger gender gender ideological narratives, are kind of stomping some important shit out, and nobody nobody seems to be willing to want to call it out when it's a, when it's one of these you know drag queen story hour nightmares because there's plenty of them i mean google exists Mm -hmm. Uh, there's plenty of them where it's just like really over the top or the person who was doing it is like you know registered sex offender or whatever Mm. but it it takes those nuanced issues like that or like putting biologically male rapists Mm -hmm. into women's prisons for example or um uh, rape crisis centers or shelters or something like that is a that is an extremely important area of nuance to unpack and they are trying to shut it down so just say no the ideology wins um that we're right you're wrong we don't get to have this conversation and we just have to be fucking louder than those people and make more sense because you know what we do make for fucking more sense uh this is even coming from some fucking drunk high school dropout who <laughs> quit a job cleaning toilets to start a podcast you know what i mean like it makes sense to, to me just like it makes sense to everybody else you know who's coming just like really coming to the table on the, the main thing that we're trying to do here just well beyond this specific conversation this specific series and this specific podcast really the thing we're talking about is i think much more fundamental um and we're just all coming at it from different places and uh, playing in each other's sandboxes, and I fucking love it, man. This is, yes. oof. <laughs> Somebody else talk. I'm rambling. <laughs> no, you're fine. Hey, go ahead, Boo. I, I, I don't know. I don't what? even know anything about drag. All I know is that their makeup. Wow. <laughs> I got those makeup <laughs> skills, bitches. Uh, uh, FYI, I have crazy fucking makeup skills. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> uh all around cosmetology well, skills hair too uh, i haven't done too much hair in a while and you could, that's something that's a skill you got to practice for a while but Martin, but, oh, yeah man. i mean and some of these some of these guys who were i mean if you if you're on tiktok i mean every other fucking freaking tiktok i see is a drag queen transitioning or changing their thing and it's fantastic i mean the, the sense of theater and that's what i think that's one of the things that i tell people especially gripers because gripers will tell me oh what do you bring what do you what are you conserving what are you doing and i'm like how about theatricality yeah because i don't know 
any homo who isn't theatrical. Yes. In play, some way, dress shape, up. Or it's form. dress up. <laughs> we don't have. But even more, to like even it. more than that, even more than that, because I used to hang out with gay cowboys, and they have a sense of theatricality when they line dance, when they two step. They're spinning each other a little extra, doing an extra twirl, an extra stomp. And it, it's that's part of the culture. It's literally the, the part of what makes pe- gay people so special is they're super expressive and super theatrical. And it just it's something that isn't seen normally in culture. We do add color to the lives of basically everybody else. <laughs> Preach, bitch. I've, I've just fully embraced my own crazy colorful unicorn within the last uh, several months. Boone can probably attest to this. Yeah. I don't know how much of the old archives of the original show you've listened to, Boone, but uh, this was definitely a, a changing phenomenon that me and you had a large part in it. You said on air, you're just like, my mission is just to like find these people and give them money and to like bring a bitch out of them. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I want, I want that clearly works. I'll, I'll be, I'll be their fucking daddy. <laughs> so that's and my mission. My mission is to connect the dots. I love to connect the dots. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite games because I I don't know if you guys even heard of this because I'm like I said I'm really into this. Um, I've also discovered MAGA music. Have you guys even heard of that? I I, I heard. Uh, oh I, God, I, I've seen the like. The little fourteen-year-old white girl, like God, praise Emperor Trump. He's the best. Okay, uh, I, I yes, like but the reason. <laughs> okay, but the reason she started is because of an artist called Bryson Gray. If you haven't discovered him, look him up on Amazon Music. Look him up on YouTube. Play a couple of his tracks, and trust me, you're gonna be like, "Damn, this is really good music. This is good rap." Um, I was like I said, I was gonna like I said off off air. Um, I'm gonna be doing a, a, a host for an event. And when I was talking to the organizer, I said, hey, do you know that there's another musical artist kind of like Bryson Gray who lives in the area? He did a song. Here's his YouTube. He would be someone to consider incorporating into your event. I'm not part of it in any way, shape, or form the committee, but I'm kind of connecting dots here and going here. This is something. This is something. This is something. I like to put things on the table for people to then kind of say, oh, I, I can use that. I like this. I like that. Because when it gets out there, everyone benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're officially on the Mindwave team now. <laughs> and so that's pretty much what we're doing. And, and, and Wait, yeah, like, we need you on the I, team. Yeah, so I always, you know, I always give shout outs to people like, you know, listen to Mara Presents or listen to Mindwave. It helps each other out in the process because, like I said, we're, we're competing with very big names already as is. And you're going to you're going to hear the same thing over and over again with the big name. So bring a little new taste into it and and you know, new ideas into the conversation, things like that. So I, it's, it's, I, I always recommend to people to always, always support your small podcasters, your small figures and all that stuff. But because it's just like, they need that boost up as well. We don't, I don't want to see the same people over and over again. It, it, yes. It, it you know, you know what my idea for that is, right? What I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to produce 30 second um, ad spots, like fully produced ad spots. 15 to 30 seconds for all of these different things where like um, either it's us chatting, you know, and just like, Hey, please make sure to go check out Boone's show for our wisdom and stay tuned for the Agora. It's going to be amazing. Or you could send me like a little 15 to 20 to 30 second thing. Just like, hi, my name is Boone and this is my thing. And I'll make that into a commercial mm-hmm. right for your show. So you'll have a, a, a commercial since I'm not running real ad or real ads for real shit. We're going to run fake ads for, 
the fake shit because that's funny. Like comedy is a whole thing that we haven't even really delved all the way into yet, but we're, we're getting there. But I want to run real ads for my real friends and actually produce those that like tiny little spots that are just promos for your thing that we can put at the end of, you know, all our shit. And then we have a big pile of them and we just rotate through them. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're listening to, you know, when you get to the outro theme and you get the credits and all of that, then you'll hear a, a promotion for somebody else's project within the thing. Hey, if you didn't check out that episode that I did with Boone, please make sure and go list to that and go over to her thing. So that's very much a part of like the the texture uh, direction that I'm going there. Um, yeah. So as soon as they get the production stuff done, like your sound design and your your 3D motion graphics and stuff, yeah. um, and your credit scenes for both you and Connor and Jesse, like you're my three right now, that as soon as I get those done, then we'll start working on that part of it and getting the uh, little commercial spots, little ad spots for your guys' show. And then those will rotate at the end of my show. Yeah. Um, and then that that's something that's like you could use, you know, as well. Like instead of just being like, hey, make sure you could just have an audio file that you just drop in. That's just like the same thing. And everybody that's kind of in this together, we just have like this like pile of these, like all of our different promos and ads and stuff that we just kind of cycle through depending on whatever. I don't know what you think about that model, but I I really like it. Yeah, it's going to work out. I mean, we're we're talking about very controversial stuff. So that's the thing. I really don't. I'm sure Mario understands what I'm talking about, but um, when things get hot, Jenner, it's going to get hot. All right. <laughs> it's like, you're, well, it's, yes. <laughs> and as we, we are getting controversial. Um, certainly on, yeah, on this know, show. You know, it's, you know, but when we talk about like trans and things like that, you know, um, um, about the, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna the, be- what the important thing that's going to be illuminating is that um, the voices are controversial. The ideas are not. These yeah. are actually mainstream opinions. Yeah, and, and, and um, it's just because the fringe assholes the <laughs> have convinced everybody. Bigots. They're All fucking right. terrorists. They've convinced everybody to shut up. I know we're and, not bigots. We're nice people. You know, come no. to my house. I'll feed you pho. <gasps> oh, I love pho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I go if Antifa ever fucking come to my house, I go come, 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 come on, come on. <laughs> You you malnourished motherfuckers! Come on, let me feed you. I have <laughs> never eaten pho. <gasps> I have yes, never I just eaten pho. Out of the room! What is wrong with you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm uncultured. I'm an uncultured swine. I live in rural Podunk. <laughs> and so, which is it, why when you were talking about gay cowboys, I was like, "Yes, bitch! I know, love it, gay cowboys." I, I think it's because they they, they just want a, an, an an enemy. They want chaos and this pretty much what they want but like i said if antifa ever shows up my door i'm like hey man you guys hungry i, I can give you guys some vietnamese sandwich i have a bunch <laughs> it's like here eat you know i'm i you know th- the thing is just let them get angry i mean i i'm not gonna yeah. do anything about it i mean if you're gonna act angry back at them that's what you're gonna get back mm-hmm. so I, I i try not to like get involved in 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 uh, anything like that and just like you know the pbs all right we know who they are they you know that's pretty much you know, you fight me and I will fight you back. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, I, my parents were victims of war and I'm not going to, I seen it. I seen what it does do to people. I'm not going to do it. No, thank you. I want to be the nice, squishy, loving Barney, you know, the Asian Barney. <laughs> I love you. You know what I'm right. It's like you're 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 such a fiery bitch, but you also have such a squishy heart of gold, which is no, why I'm it's, it's so my, in my love. With you. I'm and, so in love with you. You know, it's my mommy side, and I I just love 
everybody and i like just like like i'll I'll love antifa too you know like come on man you know i try to talk to them but they won't No, they generally don't want to have a conversation and that's and that's unfortunate because there uh, there's a way of getting in and to their like world and waking them up it's just they they don't even want to listen and that's part of that's part of this whole culture war you've got it's part of a cult i mean you it's the classic teaching of a cult you don't listen to opposing thought because then you could destroy what the person already thinks that's the reason why these barbarians don't want to listen to christians or jews or anyone else who has a different thought than them same thing with antifa um and my parents were always be open, be, you know, aware that new ideas, maybe, although they may be radical, they may have some good points. There's, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So when I, when people ask me, oh, you know, all Democrats are terrible. I'm like, they're not all terrible. Some other ideas have roots in a good heart, but unfortunately it's the application that then suffers and then ruins it for everybody else. And you just have to really take everything with a grain of salt. You have to look at things rationally. Um, I, I'm a Gemini, so I tend to look at things from both sides. I, my husband and I have political arguments where I literally will take the leftist argument and have him defend the conservative side simply because he he and I are just talking. And I'm like, well, they'll say this. And he'll say, well, I'll say that. Well, they'll say this. And so so I develop what their arguments are going to be before they even have. Right. Right. And that's that's pretty much where the, you know, like mind wave and stuff, They that's what we're doing. And, and of course, when I started the Agora, um, uh, Mara, if you don't know this, the Agora is pretty much it's it's going back to the Greeks of Hypatia and and debating. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the radicals. A, a lot of people get debates and stuff. They have you know libertarian versus conservatives. No, I'm going to have radicals. I'm going to have a white supremacist versus a black supremacist and sit these two down and to let them have a conversation. And so I'm already Antifa are really you know they, they're trying to you know shut that down. They 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 pretty much call simple cast my person who hosts my podcast. They said don't let this bigotry happen. This you know I'm trying to like burn the peace, like make some peace, man. And I go that's if the moment right. that you 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 shut down the radical voices, I go they're gonna grow. I go they're just they're they're they're, yeah. they're gonna grow no matter what. So much just let them talk. And so um. I'm ready for that. Let them talk so that everybody can hear their I can hear their hear their positions and then make their own decision. That's the I let the groypers talk all the time. I, and then that's one of the reasons why, like like Jenner says, hold up a mirror. I hold up that mirror and I let them keep talking and I say, Well, this is your mirror. Here's your mirror, here's your mirror. And eventually they don't want to talk anymore because then they realize that when they're looking in the mirror and everything that is being presented back to them is literally their own ugly, they retreat. Exactly. And it just it's just like the thing that makes me kind of, you know, kick like stand back a little bit is the fact that they call themselves Christians. And I say, like, I don't know what Bible you're reading. <laughs> because because from what I remember, Jesus Christ was riding the donkey back into, you know, it's like he was a nice guy. He loved everybody. And so why do you guys say, oh, well, conservatives can't be gay or, you know, why can't why 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 are they sinners? They're, they're human. You know, like, Jesus like, hung out with hookers and yep. lepers and sinners. He mm-hmm. loved everybody. Come down at my table. Y'all need to go back to yeah. church on this one. <laughs> and so that's pretty much how I am. So the thing is, I tried to like approach the, the, the I think they're called gropers, right? Gropers? The I call them 
yeah so i try to like be a little bit careful because when they attack they go in like like antifa they will go in like wow at you and i that happened to me once already and i and i have them on my friends list so i try to approach them in a rational and kind of compassionate way mm-hmm. and i'm a compassionate person as is anyways you know i have a big heart i act like a mom i'm, I'm very loving because i'm a, I'm a leo you know oh, so it's yeah. that's i'm a lioness so i like to protect my little cub so that's why when mario i think one time him he got into like a debate with somebody online and i was protecting mario that inner lioness came out and somebody was like going at him i'm like oh fuck mm-hmm. that and they do they come no. <laughs> you know you and- got some fierce mommy energy <laughs> i was telling you i was telling you about the idea for this episode and you're like no like you and mario and josh should do it i'm like ew sausage party we need some fucking like taco entered some like hot taco mommy energy up in here with, with the no, feminine and, and fierceness. I, I, i'm just naturally Full small, tits. like you know? it's, it's, we need it so, like me i'm naturally <laughs> small, so i want to i want to take care of all my little babies and that's how i see like my when i when um and when i had my friend mary who i told jenner about who transitioned from a woman to a man I loved Mary. I protected Mary. I got beat up for Mary. You know, everybody's all making this big deal like, oh, I've been, I, I protect, I fight for the trans. Well, I've been doing it since I was 12 and I got my ass kicked protecting Mary. You know, I, it's just, that's how I am. I love to protect the underdogs, you know? And so. Maternal instincts don't have a gender. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, I care. And I, we care about each other. I mean, if I got attacked by Antifa or something, I'm pretty sure it would piss you guys off. Like, well. Oh, I'll beat their ass <laughs> Oh my god! Like I, how I fast totally I came out. I, have, I, have, I was taught, I have don't look like, for a fight, but if a fight comes to you, better make sure you whoop the crap out of him and they don't get back up. That's what my dad taught me. <laughs> so I, I I only got my license when I was like thirty, so I've only been driving for a couple of years. But when Josh lived half an hour away, one of one of the uh, just going back, going and picking him up, and doing back and forth all the time. I remember the first time this happened, where there was like a animal running across the road or something and i kind of had to do one of those like quick like brake checks the arm like the mommy arm <laughs> totally went all the way over to like i got you honey i had to like i have no idea where it came from i was like that was just like a total mommy thing that just like i have no fucking clue i've never this never yeah, happened it's so, like... so whoever's with, like a hater to us and and you know calling us like right-wing bigots we do care about you. It's just that you need to stop well, fighting us and kind of let us talk to you, man. We're not trying to hurt you, dude. You know, it, uh, if they would listen to this conversation, it would it be completely completely no. disarming. I mean, no. we're building we're building the armor here to to defend ourselves against attacks like that because they aren't honest attacks. They're not they're not accurate, uh, you know, criticisms. They're bullshit. And anybody who actually listens to the show. And this is this is a, a thing that I, I discovered because I got my first pitchfork and it was totally disingenuous and not not a fair criticism and it got literally no support. Yeah. And it's because it's just like anybody who actually listens to the show knows exactly what I was talking about. They know I'm not a fucking bigot. You know what I mean? So we, we are here creating a little time capsule, but we're building the armor that's going to protect us against like shit like that because it's just going to bounce right off it's like well that doesn't fuck it i have point them to the conversation well here uh we had an hour and a half long conversation about this specific thing so if you want to know what i fucking think go listen to that first and then come talk to me yeah because if you're not going to talk to me where i'm actually at then i'm not going to talk to you i'm not going to take you seriously and if you know if your criticism is like oh i heard this about you you're one of these people you're one of those it's just like, well, point to point to exactly what I said. 
can we hit, can we talk about oh the Oh my God, reading playing? comprehension is and, failing and challenge these them days. on that. I, it's terrible. It, they, it's, did you oh call me that? No, if you actually read the words I said, I said this. I got into this big argument just a couple days ago <clears throat> because I posted a picture of Hitler and the Grand Mutafi um, in 1941 when they met. Mm-hmm. And I posted it with the, the yeah. caption that says, um, Muslims and socialists colluding since 1941. It's, it's historically yeah. accurate. You should have seen the Groypers come at me. And the Antifa come at me. Bernie wasn't a socialist. <laughs> or not, sorry. Bernie's not, uh, not, Hitler wasn't a socialist. I'm like, he may not have liked socialism or socialists, but a lot of his implementation and a lot of the things he did were socialist in nature. He can call himself all he wants, but if it walks like a duck and talks like a yeah. duck, I'm going to call it a duck. And that's exactly what he did. And you can't tell me that the Grand Mutaf- M- Mutafi from Palestine isn't Muslim and isn't Islamic. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, where did they, where is that blinder but for some reason they have this blinder that hitler wasn't a socialist and i'm looking at oh and then i I, and i I actually okay i go i'd like to poke the bear i actually tagged bernie and i tagged bernie on hitler's side and then i tagged the imam who gave a speech at bernie's rally as the grand mutafi so i really just stepped in it that's because i don't give a fuck i really don't i have a first amendment amendment right to be able to say whatever the fuck i want and it pisses them off it pisses them off to no end and i don't care yeah. I like, well, how, I I mean, like how we yeah. like Mario finally cuss out the whole thing. It's like, no, I was I was pretty reserved. Did, were you not cussing this whole time? I cuss so much on this show, I don't even hear it. I like I like I like I like no I I told you bitch I told you bitch it's like the, no that's why you no, come Mario, here because no no filters no but the on on the Nazi thing it it is the National Socialist German Workers Party yeah. it is a self described right. socialist thing. Um. But the Bernie so, Bros don't seem to think that. They seem to think that he really wasn't a socialist. National socialist Deutschland. I I can't speak German, but it's like yeah, it's 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 literally in the name. Nationalist Deutschland. Everything in German says it. Guy, have you seen the YouTube video of like everything in German? Everything sounds angry. In, yeah, the guy saying like butterfly and camel and rainbow, just like saying innocuous words, but he's saying them in German. Like, <laughs> he got Hitler on my wave, y'all. <laughs> oh God, we are well into after territory now. I mean, it it happens, man. This, but, but this is why this is why people love mind waves. But it, but, like, but this it, is, <laughs> so we're gonna go back know. like to the the trans oh, thing like I, I was talking about earlier before we started this is that you know with the Philippines and and like I said the the Philippines and the Southeast Asians yes, we pretty much you. have the same culture thing and how we approach trans and things like that is because Fili- Filipino people they believe in the the, the Bugis people or that's how you pronounce them mm-hmm. they they believe in uh, five genders or that you know sex is on a spectrum and so. Um, this they have this idea it's it's for like centuries it's pretty much a part of their culture and i can i hear this argument all the time from the western trans and things like that but to me that the reason why I, I respect them is because of course there there's the fake ones who wants to be trans because it's popular no i respect the ones who are actually trans women trans men and they want to be left alone you know that that's all they want they want to be left alone and they pe- and treated like individuals right and so with 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 yeah. with that village they they um the the trans women and trans men they are mediums to the other side and they are used for things like that they they are they are propped up in society 
they have a status. And so that so I look at, you know, trans women and trans men a different way, the, the way that the West, they see it in a different way as a mental illness. And people can make the argument. Yes, that's true. You know, some but then there are some who actually just want to be left alone. They yeah. want to be left alone. Yeah, this reminds me of a conversation that I had recently with um, somebody, somebody in the daily discussion who was just, (laughs) (laughs) but he was like, he was talking about the morality of homosexuality and nature um, as just like the, like, is this a more like what, why didn't evolution get rid of this? This is clearly just humans fucking up. And I'm like, well, actually, no, you can think of plenty of reasons why having gay men in culture, um, is beneficial to the culture at large because we introduce art and color and culture and collaboration uh, the bridge building between men and women like yeah. straight couples they don't they generally like don't fucking understand each other and like oh my god this bitch is crazy oh my god this guy's an asshole <laughs> yeah. get, like, get, guys yeah, get your girlfriend a gay friend if your girlfriend if if your girlfriend has a gay friend they will translate everything for you he'll be like Excuse me, bitch. You just, it, it's Valentine's Day. You didn't get her shit. You know, it's just like, you, like every girl needs a gay friend to be that like translator. Cause I think that the translator. Like, gay, gay, gay friends, I think gay people in culture, hey, we help shape the culture and color yeah. it and make it beautiful. And, and I even take it a step further. Uh, but we also foster so, collaboration. Ahead, it's fostering collaboration between the So then the, I uh, also sexes, think, I think that biologically and evolutionary. Gays exist because our society can't continue the way it's going. You look at a population of anything and you've got predator prey. Everyone talked about predator prey relationships and you know how they keep the prey, the predator keeps the prey in check and the prey keep the predator from starving, blah, 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 blah. But when you look at it from a large standpoint, you look at humans as a species, there's so many of us and though there's the whole idea of overpopulation, whatever, but homosexuals aren't adding to that and yeah we're new we're carbon neutral we are (laughs) you would be considered we would be considered carbon neutral but at the same time we also offer a place for let's say disenfranchised youth who get kicked out of their 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 homes or maybe a a person who can't have a kid or doesn't or can't maintain their child they'll give it to a gay friend i've I've heard of that i've i've heard of lifelong like, single like, females who didn't get married it, this and this happened in my in my own family my own grandmother was raised by her aunt and they called her her mama nina because her mama nina was never married she never had kids by the time my grandmother's uh mother had had her she'd already had 11 kids so she was already exhausted she's like i'm done with this one so she literally gifted this child to her sister goes here you're a lifelong single woman you want a kid take mine and who knows she could have been a lesbian but she offered shelter. She offered a home for this life instead of throwing it to the wolves. We have a place, and society just needs to realize that our yeah. place. Who who is out there adopting? <laughs> who is out there adopting all these unwanted kids? Uh, gay, gay couples are that can't have their own. They're out there. They're out there doing God's work, saving children from <laughs> right. damnation. You goddamn hypocrites! Like in you're not doing it. So in the Philippines, they they do the same thing. A lot of the people, like a lot of American men and stuff like that, they go to the Philippines and then then have sex with the prostitutes and they have babies. And guess who taking the babies? The trans women mm-hmm. and the trans men. They take in the babies. And I watched so many documentaries and they 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 call them the, the mama and the papa. 
they're, they're like mom and papa. They call them a name. I can't. I don't remember what it was, but it's both mom and dad, mm-hmm. and it's a trans woman. And this guy had like a whole village of kids. And he goes, he goes, I don't even know how I'm taking care of them, but they're, they're my babies, you know? And that's pretty much what I think they're part of. And, and I'm, I'm, I, that's why I respect trans women and trans men because they can do that. They can be mama and papa. <laughs> so that's, it's amazing to me that a lot I have of people, a flag. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't under, they don't look at the cultures all around the world and, and, and open their mind. All, all not even just, not even just in people, because you know what this reminded me of? Uh, I saw, Oh God, Daniel, Daniel Sloss, I think yeah. a standup, standup comedian. He was talking about going to, you know, the zoo and <clears throat> Jesus, is it that with the penguin, the gay penguin? Yes, the, the gay penguin thing. <laughs> yeah. It's totally the gay penguin thing where yeah. he's just like, This is the zoo now, this is the whole thing, this is an amazing thing. But the gay penguins, they couldn't have their own like yeah. little baby, they couldn't have their egg, and they didn't understand where their egg was. So they went and found a rock that was like, This is my egg, and they sat on the rock. Uh, but because all, all the other penguins were fucking like penguins and making way too many eggs, like the zookeepers gave the gay penguins uh one of the extra eggs so that they could raise their own chick as their own and they did and they're the best gay daddy penguins on earth and that's just a beautiful amazing thing it's just like yeah. yes we've gave the gays <laughs> the gays the, gays. the, the, more, the more colorful <laughs> among we serve an important uh, evolutionary purpose yeah uh, if we want to take it to biology we uh, we serve an important purpose culturally um you know, I, I I don't know how we got on. We're gonna that. add lesbians no, too, okay? Yeah. In the conversation, Le- oh, les- lesbians! You lesbians. you need a, you need to know a woman in your life who knows how to change a tire. I'm getting to re- you know I, what I mean. I'm like, getting ready to remodel my kitchen. You, you know and what I mean. I am inviting my lesbian cousin to come help me because she's done it before and she knows how to do it. Nice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Embrace, embrace. In your true colors. That's why I, I. So much of this conversation has just gotten just like which which side are you? Ah, which which victim cards do you have? Right. Which, how many Olympic oppression Olympics medals do you have? You know, and it's, it's just it's, like it's, holy god! Can we just be ourselves again? That used to be the message. It was yeah. just like we're all one thing. It's all one rain- rainbow. Shine in your own color. You know, be yourself. Um, and we need to get back to that so quick, like so fucking quick. I don't know why this message is dying, but like, this is like one of my torches to fucking carry for sure is just like, that's how we fix this. I think it's with empathy and compassion and treating people as individuals, Yep. challenging bad ideas for bad ideas and, and making it very clear that we're attacking the bad ideas. We're not attacking the people who hold them. Yeah. We don't want to demonize them. We want to invite them in to like talk about their bad ideas or what we think are bad ideas and be willing to be proved wrong ourselves. I think that's another important part of this is just like, well, come to the table with me. Like if you can convince me wrong, please do. But I'm pretty sure I can convince you right. you're wrong, mm-hmm. and that'll be a better thing for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it's, it's, like it's, it's conversations like, a tool to do that. You know, it, it's, it's like you know, you're not stupid. It's just your <laughs> ideas are stupid. You know, I don't understand. <laughs> We're trying to be nice. <laughs> We're trying to be nice, and it's just that's 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 how I see it. And I, like I said, I always give everybody a voice. You know, like the agora that I'm going to have. That's all debate. I don't give a damn. You have an Adam's apple and just wear a dress. If you can debate and hold your ground, you're welcome in. You know, hold your ground. I love it. 
you got you got to you have to find me a young earth creationist. I want to debate Ooh, a young earth creationist. And yeah, I, will I don't be, know, I, but you're gonna. I will be a theatrical atheist. I will and, be and a theatrical Mara, you're always, asshole atheist. Yeah. And Mara, you're always invited to be a host, or you could be a host, or you can be okay. a debater. Whatever you want to do, it's, it's on you. So, yeah. So everybody, I, love this. I mean, I will, <laughs> I will love, love for you guys somebody to debate a lesbian. That's for sure. I know somebody. She's feisty as fuck. <laughs> I love lesbians. I love I lesbians too. Lesbian. I, hey, I don't know no, where no, the but, idea but that gays and lesbians right. don't get along. I mean, I get it. No, 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 no. You guys, no. She, she, she believes that women are superior. Oh my god! That's a fem- so that's she, a real feminist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a real feminist. She no, believes women are superior. No, if if it's that, that's misandry. That's not. <laughs> Not, that's like reverse misogyny. That's not feminism. <laughs> so she, you know, sometimes she. So she's I one know. of those that would. Yeah, be she's one of those, and you know, she's she's absolutely gorgeous. She doesn't look like you know the, uh, like a, a lesbian, you know. But no, she's gorgeous. Big old yeah. <laughs> so she's gorgeous, and she's like, you know, I'm ready. You know, if you know anybody, I I can argue for the matriarchy. I'm like, damn. All right, cool. You know? Damn. Okay, now. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, and there are cultures. There's a Mongol. I believe, if I remember, if I remember my history correctly, there is a Mongolian culture that is feminine. It's it's a feminine-dominated culture where females are the superior gender, and men. And there's a woman who has several husbands, and she goes from each hut to hut. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's. I think there's another one in Alaska. It's like the it's a matriarchy, and, and a lot of people's like, you know, yeah, you know, if women rule the world, it's gonna be a better place. Uh, <laughs> She's still kind of a right. woman too, you know. It's it's like she has that feisty murderer thing in her as well. So I'm more in between, you know. I, I want both. I want the masculine and feminine energy. I want the chaos and the order. So. Well, you like it's the yin and yang. There's balance. Ba- it's all about balance. Yeah. Every all of life is about balance. Yep exactly that's pretty much how the universe operates contradiction it's like it's contradicting itself but at the same time it, it's it's connecting at the same time it's chaos and it's order and then it's like squeaky line and just perfect that's how the universe is and i think if if humans start to kind of understand that that mathematics of the human connection and how it operates i think we'll be in a better place but that's just no you're absolutely you're right on point you're Damn. Buddha, you buddhism <laughs> zenism it's all yin and gang black and white light, light and dark i mean everywhere you look it's the same story yeah and to me both you guys you guys have that feminine and masculine energy and i'm, I'm fucking jelly man <laughs> uh, it's 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 fabulous to grab onto. i i ignored that part of myself for several years and all my friends from high school were, were like you used to be such a colorful bitch and now I'm like, uh, I, I'm a big cuddle mess with my dogs and just want to spend 18 hours a day in bed uh, crying. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not that colorful bitch that I used to be anymore. But the, you brought that fierceness back out. You need of me. that fabulous. Bring that fabulous so, out. Oh, man. It, it needs it to out. be in there. You absolutely yeah. need both. And it's yeah. just like in terms of how Everybody we approach our both. social yeah. discourse, too, like we need we need comedy. We need tragedy. We need drama. We need all of it. We need to tell the full spectrum of what it is the human experience what that actually is what it actually means to be a fucking human because it's Mm -hmm. not we're using fictional fictional stories to run our own lives and we're projecting fictional characters on other people and if we start seeing ourselves for who we are and we start seeing each other for who we are i mean i i really feel like that's the fundamental problem at the bedrock Mm -hmm. of everything that like once we solve that, everything else is going to just click into place. That's been my whole 
my whole ethic, but it's still super helpful to have conversations like this around um, sexuality and gender expression and things. And this is going to be an ongoing series and I want to get as many people in on it as possible with as many unique characters in this story. If you're you're non-binary, if you're trans, if you're pansexual, if you're bisexual, um, if you're just a run of the mill uh, straight guy in Texas, who's looking for a lady. Yeah. I mean like the, the full spectrum, you're just like, who, who are you? Who are you in this story? Let's, let's empower that and make it, it, make it as um, ideologically diverse as possible to really just paint the larger picture and use the whole canvas and use the whole color palette and just use all of it, amplify all of it. So that's really the goal of the series. And this has been a fantastic start to the conversation. So Boone, thank you very, very, very much. And Mario Estrada, thank you super duper duper much. Let's let's do like wrap up and plugs. All right. So let's maybe uh, (laughs) we'll candy. We'll do the candy thing. Candy Candy crunch. Like what is uh, for this human nature series, this project that we're we are. Yeah, starting together and endeavoring on kind of just condense your thoughts into like my, your mic drop moment and we'll we'll wrap it up and say bye-byes because we oh my oh my gosh we've been going for a while <laughs> it's gonna be a long one i love it yeah. you know, like two and a half hours but it needed to be it needed to be a long conversation but you guys were the perfect people to do it with so yes boone oh me oh okay <laughs> Yes. I just yes. You know, it's just come on, guys. I mean, just like we talk about the bonobos and the chimpanzees, we're it's 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 gonna happen. All right. I <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. It's all gonna it's gonna it, it's if we kind of stop concealing our you know you know like we like I talked about earlier about the yin and yang. We all have our little shadow that you know in our in our humanity. And if we don't talk about that, it's going to come out in bad ways. And if we kind of just give, you know, our little shadow cuddles, you know, and that's part of humanity, our bad side. And if we look it into the face and have the balls to do it, then I think we will be better off, you know. And um, if we refuse to, it's going to explode. And as you can see, the culture war is a result of that, the cowardness of running away from our problems. So, absolutely, that's a, that's a beautiful way to frame it because it is, it is really just about human nature, what it is to actually be human, and embracing the dark parts and seeing it for what there's a there's a space travel metaphor in here, you know, because space is very deep and very dark, but it's full of it's <laughs> full of potential, billions of worlds, you know, it's kind of like. Uh, it's it's like there's beauty in the darkness and embracing the darkness and sharing it and being open about it and uh, and and just being being the universe in in a kind of cosmic sense is totally why I'm here and it's I I see that's why you're here and why you invoked space imagery in your first thing because I was like we're oh yeah we're this is what mind wave is where our, our wavelengths are syncing up what this is like this is and and Mario you're and especially beautiful new character to emerge in this story and i hope you stick around and come back lots and lots of times but we do got to get you a mic man we got to get you a mic asap <laughs> that's the next uh, week for sure <laughs> you like you need to you need to be podcasting like all the time 
uh, <laughs> on my show, on Connor's show, on Boone's show, on and and start your own show, man. Yeah. Once I get these sandbox projects off the ground, I'll help you like brand and, and well, you know reboot your 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 own, you know, and fit that within your existing thing which you should plug your um mario presents yes. thing so in your in your outro but to kind of package your human nature why you're here yeah so <laughs> it i be as if we didn't do that right. over the past, no, like, you're past fine. two hours or you're fine it's like you know what i mean so okay my, my thing is i like to present light i understand that there is darkness like boone says we all have darkness in ourselves it's identifying that darkness and allowing the light to shine um, I like shining lights on things that nobody wants to talk about, like the fact that the LGBT community is wholly very, very promiscuous, and that is not in line with the values that I was raised with, so I'm very, very quick to call it out. Um, <clears throat> I have goals with my website. Uh, it's mariopresents.com, for those of you who don't know. Um, I ultimately want to do a show, basic, providing a platform for conservative LGBT voices and other voices who are don't who don't fit the mold, which is one of the reasons why I call myself Mario Presents. Mario Presents difficult topics to talk about. Mario Presents unique characters. Mario Presents a, a new person who doesn't fit the stereotype, and that's really where my goal is. Um, that's the reason why I surround myself with drag queens, which is why I surround myself with trans people. They're all conservative and they all have to fight the same battle that I do with the right and the left. So, and that's, and then, and I'm empowering them. I'm giving them the strength so that they can say, keep to tell them, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Because when you stop, that means they win. And my goal is so that we win, not them. There is a culture war and we are going to win it. Con uh, my idea of conservatism isn't everybody's idea of conservatism, but you know, I am open to changing. I am open to um, exploring new vectors, new avenues. And that's really the goal is presenting new voices. Beautiful. Absolutely, Absolutely beautiful. Movie. And we got your back, this Mario. Is, we got uh, your back. We're gonna support you. The far out wisdom, the daily discussion, the mind wave, we have your back, and we're gonna, you know, talk about you on our podcast and pretty much present you in all the world. I mean, I have audience in Italy and Japan and stuff like that. So, you. you know, you we have your back to support you. Yeah, like we're we're here to amplify what you're doing at the same time because like I see how important that is just on, on my own as as you know, in my own content creator role. And I see how important the work that so many of these other people are doing, like Boone, like Connor, um, and, and, um, Corey and Rio at moving forward, which if you guys aren't familiar with that one, this emerged as a, as a, as a thing to unpack the, the policy positions of Andrew Yang, but it, it's, it's coming from a progressive and a conservative who are, who are sitting down at the same table and also talking to a bunch of, you know, people who fall outside um, of of regular things and this has created so many beautiful connections like this is like that that specific universe over there has made so many cool connections the daily discussion has made so many cool connections um the <laughs> weird idw thing <laughs> has made so many cool connections and just bringing everybody together and getting us kind of like in the same room and talking and on the same page it, it is phenomenally helpful a because like the goal is to amplify these messages and to be louder, be brighter than the horrible shit that's trying to tear us apart. Our, our mission is the same, um, but I'm going to use my full potential here 
to amplify what you guys are doing. So it's going to take me a minute, but that's going to include full production, like Hollywood level production, 3D motion, graphic sound design, all that. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. This has been a fantastic conversation and uh, a great opening up to the human nature series. Again, this is going to go all over the place. But oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much oh, for yeah. joining and, and and being a part thank of this. Thank you for having me. me. It was a joy. It was a joy and a pleasure. Man, I, this was fucking awesome. So thank you guys for tuning in to this very long one. Jesus, we went for two. Oh man. Two hours? Two and a half uh, hours? Two and a half. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's a big, fat, juicy one. So it's going to take me a minute to edit, but I will let you guys know when that's up. Uh, stay tuned, all that good stuff, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You have a really good taste in podcasts, clearly. So you probably also have a good taste in friends and know somebody who would enjoy the show as much as you do. So share the love. It's what we're all about. Special thanks to the friends of the show who make it possible. Rob J. Wilson, Corey Wilcox, Phil Orr, Travis Meyer, Heather Cook, Julia May, Boone Hem, and Lena Miller. Join the Mindwave universe at mindwave.media to be a part of the Mindwave journey with us. Also, make sure to check out the other content creators in the Mindwave sandbox and please help us support their work. Give us a follow on Twitter at Mindwave Podcast. If you think I'm cute, you can follow me at Mindwave Jenner. And if you think I'm annoying, wait until you see my Twitter at Mindwave Josh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Mindwave Podcast is produced by Studio Stargazer. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.